Welcome to another episode of Family Records. My name is not JR. It is Matt Ridolfi. Oh. Uh, I missed out on your fun JR episode. <laughs> With me, as always, on this episode of Family Records is Blake Sweet. How's it going, Blake? It's going well. You and JR had some fun last week. We did. It was a lot of fun having a different co-host. Yeah, it was weird. Like, like listening you back. get to you get <laughs> to have a different co-host. I don't get to have a different co-host. Yeah, so it was a true. lot of fun. That's true. I, you guys had a lot of it was very interesting because I still haven't met him. But uh, yeah. <laughs> hearing you guys chit chat was fun. Podcasting is a bizarre thing, isn't it? Oh, it really is. But it's <laughs> it's so much fun. Like the just the conversations that you have, especially the way that we do it, where it's not structured. Yeah, and you a get to kind of just flow. Yeah, and you guys have clearly had a repertoire. You clearly go back. Oh yeah, it's we've known each other. 11 years now i gotta say for a guy that doesn't see pictures in his brain he's very well spoken yeah right <laughs> i feel like it might be why maybe <laughs> maybe i've joked with him before that's why he's a data scientist i think that makes like, sense because he thinks in terms of data it's, you know it makes your your reality that you're interacting with a lot more objective i think oh yeah because i don't know i deal with a lot of subjective maybe because of so many artistic <laughs> qualities <laughs> you know you've been in music for a long time yeah yeah that's true <laughs> But anyways, uh, yeah, welcome to another episode. I am back. I was out of town last week. Uh, yeah, how was that, by the way? That was fun. I went down, uh, we're in Northern California, went down to Southern California to visit me and my wife's uh, moms because everything happened. You know, we were we were all, everyone's vaccinated. We got to go visit and all that stuff. Just so happened that like literally <clears throat> like the day we left, they announced that the vaccines don't mean anything anymore. So. <laughs> that kind of sucked and uh, i mean bummer was my mom right before we went down there got covid is she doing okay yeah she's doing great okay she's fine good she's fine she's fully through it, fully quarantined but it sucked because after all this time going down to see them and we couldn't see her or any of my family uh, we had oh, a lot yeah. we had a lot of fun we were hanging out with chelsea's family and and it was fun we did a lot we took the took ellis to legoland and um oh God, Legoland was a yeah. lot of fun, especially at that age. Dude, when I used to I work... I guess I was, it, what, eight, I think, when I went... You went there... I was a little older than Ellis, but... That, when like I worked that there... that age, under 10. When I worked there is when you went there, right? Yeah. I used, to, I used to work there in the food and beverage industry. I don't know if I, they want me to... They want to know that with all the things I do in the world now. But I worked there for a year, and uh, it was way different. Go in there now, they got these two hotels right out front, like, just, like, uh, on either side of the park, and they look like Lego structures... It's, oh it's God, really impactful. Awesome. And there's all these new, there's like new areas. It was really cool, dude. I got to say, um, and working there when I was like 19. Did you go to the sandwich shop and get a panini? No. See was, if the I, guy's uh, up to snuff? I tried. <laughs> I tried. They were clo- It was closed for the day. I don't know why. The <laughs> other restaurant that I used to work at, which was a full service restaurant, is now like a, a pizza pasta buffet, which I imagine has been closed through all of COVID because it was closed. Yeah. When we were there, you know. So you, so you can't even go and order the uh, the salmon that you made for Wayne Brady no, anymore? No, I couldn't go to any of the spots that I worked at. <laughs> it was weird. They were all either closed or shut down. 
Uh, but it was fun. It was when I was 19 and going there, I'd get like bored. I'd be like, oh, these kids are, these are all kid rides. They're lame. You know what I mean? I've like, got a feeling as a parent, like way more fun. Your own kids enjoyment has to play into that. Way more fun. I mean, the price is still steep. I mean, it's oh, like of course. It's, you're paying for Disneyland, but you're going to Legoland and it's great. Uh, it's not Disneyland. It's just not. It's, it's not. <laughs> um, it's not. It, it, it's fun. It's some fun. of the rides, Ellis loved some of these rides. They're all interactive. And the world, it, it's, this was before all the new vax, the new mask, remasking us and all that stuff again. But like he got to go on, we all got to go on rides and all over the place, no masks, just enjoying everything and like oh, interacting. That's awesome. And there was just, everyone was unmasked. It felt like the old world. Uh, same thing, we went to the San Diego Safari Park. Uh, if y'all have never been down there, it is in, I think, in Encinitas. But it used to be the Wild Animal Park. It's one of the best freaking zoos ever. It's I don't know that I've been to that one. Really? I know I've been to the I know I've been to the San Diego Zoo. San Diego Zoo is great too. Yeah, I mean that one's iconic. Uh, well, of the, course, the it's Safari like one of the park, most though. famous zoos. Oh yeah, the Safari Park is great though. It's got like uh, it's huge. Got all this space. Your legs hurt from walking, just like the San Diego <laughs> Zoo. But they actually have like a whole area in this like little valley between the hills down there where um, they've just created a like a savanna. And you can get on a tram or you can get on safari, like, uh, what are the words? Like, you know, these trucks and you can actually go in there and like drive up to rhinos and giraffes really? and stuff. Yeah. That's insane. It's cool, dude. I love that. place. I've always loved that place. My grandmother used to take me there when we were little and, uh, it's still awesome. Again, got to go there. No masks. The world felt normal. Uh, I mean, you saw maybe 10% of people were masked. Um, again, I mean, oh, here we are a week later though world has changed <laughs> well and i mean like like no judgment to the people wearing the masks but no for sure it does it feels so nice when you go to a place and people are just i normal. i know judge i don't know enough about all this stuff all i know is i'm i i was feeling like we were finally through it and now they're oh, like i, know. I don't understand the carpet i don't understand i don't I, maybe i'm too dumb but i don't understand the reasoning behind it but you know it is what it is here we are again and i all i know is i'm feeling broken man this week was tough for me just feeling busted and this stuff making me wonder like if there's an end i i'm <laughs> starting to wonder if there is like, I've, been, I've been like kind of the point where i'm like it, it's a sucky thing because i can't even go like i can't even be like i'm at the point where i just want COVID to be over it because it you don't you're not we're not free of it if you get it you know what yeah. i mean so i don't know what the end is but you know it's neither well, here nor there it's a bummer at least i got a little bit of an outing for, with my kids. I mean, we've talked about it before. I think, like, at some point, we're just going to all have to start to accept that, like, the best we can hope for is, yeah, someday this is a thing we can treat with DayQuil. Yeah, and I think we also need to kind of accept that we need to just, it's going to be, you. I mean, this is not either, you can decide with the variants and all this stuff now what you think is happening. Like, we all have our different opinions on it and how we should be reacting but none of this ends until all of us decide it ends because, I mean, governments don't end programs like this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they just they keep get it going and protect you. Also, but like in throughout history, none of them end until people are actually fed up with them. Welcome to Family Records, the episode where we try <laughs> to provide social commentary without not, getting political. I'm not trying to provide social commentary. I'm not a doctor. No. I don't know. No, uh, but like I, I am. I'm with you, man. It's. It's, I'm just feeling busted, dude. Well, and it's every, everything changes so frequently. I, I almost just like, I just want a decent extended period of time where everything is the same 
Yeah. And I don't have to worry about like, oh, am I supposed to wear two masks today? Am I supposed to wear yeah. none? Yeah. Am I supposed to get one shot, two shots? Am I supposed to get seven? And that's the other thing is like they're, now they're, they're, there's the, going to be more shots and stuff. And it's like, but all the time, at the same time, we're hearing that the shots don't, they don't stop transmission. So I'm like, so what? I don't understand why we need that's again, neither here nor there. Please don't email and explain. I'm not like an anti anything really. I just, I don't I, understand. It yeah, doesn't make it, sense it, to me. It's, it's one of those things again. Yeah. There's so much information coming at us from every direction. It's so hard to tell like what's, what's real, what, what's appropriate. Yeah. Like, cause you know, you hear everything from COVID is a hoax to like stories about people crying tears of joy when they make their vaccine appointment. Yeah. And it's like in both cases, do you, but there's, there's, yeah. there's a common there's probably there, those are probably both there, extremes. Yeah, well, and they are. <laughs> there's there's somewhere in between those two. I don't know if it's more on the COVID as a hoax side or the more on the yeah. crying when you make your vaccine appointment side, but I I can't imagine it's one of those two. I, I imagine those per- person that's crying though when they made the appointment, like those tears of joy, and then having six weeks of normal life and then having it pulled away from you. Like I wonder if that person's crying again. You know, like. That sucks. Again, yeah. I'm not saying that it's not necessarily true. Any of it. It's well, just how many that people particular situation sucks. Well, and again, I feel like we should put out that we're both fully vaccinated. Like we went, we got the vaccine. We thought it would make a difference. And, and now we're being told it doesn't. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's just one hard, of those to, hard to put all that together and, and settle yourself. And, I guess. and it's one of those things. I was never like super gung ho vaccine. It was like a, like, I'll, I'll try it. If it, if, you know, if it helps put this behind us, I'll do it. Try it once, like trying yeah. weed or yeah. something. Like, yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm not going to go. I'll just, I'll give it, I'll take, I'll t- yeah. make a taste. I'll try it. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> but no, and it's just like, I'm, hmm. I'm sitting here feeling dejected. Like, yeah. Cause you got it because you, you thought it was going to end. Like, all of yeah, this. we've, we've gone all this trouble. We've made so much progress and now we're moving backwards. Yeah. But anyways, you didn't yeah. come here to listen yeah. to us talk about COVID. We're you sorry. came to hear us after we're a little whiskey drink. Yeah, why don't so we drink some whiskey <laughs> and talk about other things because we do have other things to talk about. Today we are drinking, where is it? Uh a straight bourbon whiskey, whiskey? A straight bourbon whiskey called Widow Jane. It is a 10-year whiskey. What does that mean? It's just aged. So aged 10 years. Aged 10 years, okay. It's It's not uncommon, but it's certainly more effort than some distilleries put in. I don't even know if effort's the right word. It's patience. More patience from oh, the distillery. Okay. That is patience. Because like a, a lot of people start a distillery to make whiskeys, but you have to make clear spirits until the whiskey's aged up, oh, right? That makes sense. So like a lot of distilleries, especially newer ones, are selling young whiskeys. Uh. You know, you want to start getting that stuff out to yeah, people. Yeah, you can't. You can't. I mean, that's a, a 10-year investment. Like, it's yeah, a long time. Yeah, a, a, Who's going to distilleries got to try vodkas anyway? Yeah, like, you got what, some of that sitting in the back. What's the most money you can make doing that? You've got to start selling some of the whiskey. I wonder that sometimes. I've seen some distillers that are like, we make vodkas. And it's like... I'm sure if you make like really good flavored craft well, vodka. there's probably people vodka. that love vodka. But not like in the way people like whiskey or even rum. You know what I mean? Uh, should we try some of this? Do you have any information on it? Widow Jane. That's an interesting... Yeah. Tarzan's gone. As great whiskey makers throughout the world from Kentucky to Scotland have long known, it takes... Oh, this font on the website is so hard to read. It, to a, it takes sweet 
water from tough rock to make a great whiskey. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and that's what Widow Jane is all about. Our whiskeys are proofed with pure limestone mineral water from the legendary Rosendale Mines of New York, just Ooh. 100 miles north of our home in Red Hook, Brooklyn. Ooh, it's a Brooklyn whiskey. Interesting. All right. A well, Brooklyn bourbon. Brooklyn bourbon. Let's try it. All right. Here clink. We go, clink. Not a lot of smell. It's tasty. It is it's, tasty. It's interesting. I'm not. It's very. It's very smooth. Yeah. It's almost I mean, like smooth to the point where you almost don't taste anything. I feel especially fancy because I got a new mold for my birthday a yeah, couple I weeks ago. That. that makes the clear ice balls. I gave you one of the messed up ones. I'm sorry. It's I didn't right. realize I gave you a UFO. Well, all the right. other ones are perfectly cylindrical. Well, well, that's <laughs> there. It took me a couple tries to figure out how to get the perfect. Is it one of the ones it, that go in two pieces and then you pour it in the top? Yep. I had one of those for a while. And it's so it comes in this like. It almost looks like a little ice chest. So okay. you put the mold inside the ice chest huh. and you fill it. And I don't understand how it works, but they come out clear. It takes ever to make two ice balls <laughs> like you have to put it in there for like 24 hours for so them you, to how long did it take you to make all these i've just been doing it for like a week because <laughs> i was just like i don't know how fast we're gonna go through this because we go through ice so fast we on the show through ice, yeah i you know i don't know how this compares to the ice blocks we normally use yeah I, yeah that's a good question i don't i wonder if there's a particular benefit from round ice to square ice i think it just looks fancier yeah it makes you look more like a whiskey boy like a dignified whiskey boy you know, twirl the mustache and be unpretentious while you drink your craft whiskey. <laughs> <It's a laughs> Notice, by the way, Widow Jane is not an unpretentious whiskey. Oh, they didn't specifically say no. that they're unpretentious. <laughs> yeah, I caught that. Well, although, to be fair, it, it, it's a Brooklyn bourbon that uses some weird font on their website that's difficult to read. Ah. Uh. So that's not like that, New York style. They still kind of approach that like well, edgy. You see that? I like, feel like unpretentious New York. Not New Yorkers, but like uh -huh. unpretentious in New York is still pretentious in other places. Yeah, pretty much. Although we're from the Bay Area. I don't know how much room we have to talk. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's good, though. Yeah, no, I like it. This it's quite good. All right. I it's got it a, like a sweetness to it that's different uh, from most bourbons. I feel like we should we should start giving like a one out of ten to all these, but I feel like I don't I'm not well, I'm not aware I'm not, enough. I'm not mean enough to give anybody less than like a six. That's except a thing. maybe Jim yeah. Beam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd yeah. give Jim Beam like a we're, three. We're so freaking uh yellow at all this that we're just everything's like an eight. <laughs> <laughs> except for the few. Honestly, the few yeah. the few we've started hating for oh, dude, post whiskey it, reasons. It's funny too, because few is apparently a fairly popular bourbon. Like I, I see it in I'll the be stores, like scrolling yeah. through TikTok and stuff, and you see cocktail videos, and people are using few bourbon for in these cocktail. That videos. That makes sense, though. It almost seems like is it sponsored? Like, Maybe. Are, are well, you just trying to push this I, shitty bourbon? I'm on us? sorry if I see a bourbon in a like if I buy a, a, an old fashioned or something now, and if if it's not just a standard like if it's not Makers or something like that, like I feel like it's a waste. It's whiskey. a wasting yeah. a good whiskey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, like we talked about, I that was the only thing I could use Proper 12 for because it was just such a bad, neat whiskey <laughs> that uh, I was just putting it in old fashions. Right on, brother. Well, this is good. Yeah, no. Um, 
All right, so you said you had other stuff to talk to me about. Uh, well, kind of. It was just kind of in, in the vein of, well, you started this because you got you watched the Dune movie, the 1984 I did. one. Oh, the yeah, uh, the original you, film. You texted which, me like, hey, tr can you watch this? And I was like, I'll try. I have children. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, yeah, no, no, no. I didn't expect <laughs> you to watch it. was I texted you during the week. I knew you weren't going to get it. Yeah. But you were out of town last weekend, and that was when I watched I, it. I, I knew tried. you were going to make. I was going to almost watch it last night because I was supposed to be off today, and then my client that canceled called last minute was like, "Can I uncancel?" So we had to uncancel. So, but I was going to watch it with Chelsea last night to just to see. Um, it's since you haven't watched it yet. Fair warning, it's bad. Oh, I'm ready it's, for it. It is like it is the epitome of '80s sci-fi campy B movie. I love. There's a. a um, a show that I love from the BBC from like 2001 or something like that called Doctor uh, Who. No, it's the only BBC show I know. No, it's uh, <laughs> it's uh, called Neverwhere and it's with it's by. Uh, oh, my God, really? Apparently, I am tired today. Uh, Wait, I've heard of this. The guy that wrote Good Omens and Neil Gaiman. Neil Gaiman. There you go. I, that, I, I was going to say that's why I've heard of this. I read the book first. <laughs> Loved it. I think we've talked about this on the show. Uh, Neverwhere is a, but the show came first. And so I was like, what is this? So I went to watch it and I found it. And it is a terrible, because like, you know, the BBC sci-fi in like 2001 was like American 80s sci-fi. Oh yeah. You know again, I mean? like, again, I watched, I tried watching Doctor Who. Yeah. I, it, it felt like I was watching the Dune movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it feels like that, but it's so I love it. It's well, so it, bad. It's I love it. It's the same it. thing. Like I'm ready to give it another shot because I've got a new appreciation for that campy, cheesy, yeah, sci-fi stuff. It's uh, so the thing about Dune, though, this is what I was going to tell you because I haven't, I haven't watched it. But it's funny because you got me thinking about it. You got me thinking like uh, about the original Dune story because I am on the fourth book now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, d I downloaded book two on Audible. Oh, I will really? be starting it soon, yeah. I don't want to give any like spoilers or anything, but this isn't a spoiler, but the fourth book. So the first three all kind of take place, you know, not sequentially necessarily, but the years after or whatever. This third, fourth book is 3,000 years later. <laughs> That's all I'm going to tell you. 3,000 years later. And I'm, li I'm listening to and I'm totally enraptured. I'm in, okay. I'm in, like blown away. It's, no, I'm, it's so weird. I'm absolutely on board with like exploring Dune further. Well, and I realize I know the book it, club has kind of wanted to do it yeah. as a one and done, and and the first book absolutely serves as like a standalone thing. What's cool about it, and I think this is a sign of good storytelling. This to tell you without saying anything, but in this fourth book where I'm at now, there is only one character that was in the first book. First book. I mean, it's 3,000 years later, obviously, but like that's like you think that mm -hmm. it would kind of follow through. But in the fourth book, there's only one character. And it's not like who you think. It's not like even the main character. Right. You know, it's like it's it's uh, very interesting because you get so no, wrapped in it and like explaining I'm very how it works. Curious, like, what I the hell? I didn't realize how expansive of a universe like Dune is because there's Frank Herbert wrote six novels. Yes. Then his son wrote like six more. Yes. Then there have been like fan fictions well, and, and like I the publishing co company has yeah. contracted people out to write side novels. And I, that's what I was saying, side novels. Because I don't even it think his, uh, I think his original universe. six go together. But like someone was telling me there's, that's not even someone, not someone, I don't say that. On the internet I saw that there's like different orders. Like so there's other books that are considered great that he 
didn't write that are like take place before certain events of some of these first oh wow original six and stuff like and there's some that are stories about like the like hundreds of years maybe before the events of the first book and like so what you're telling me is there's enough source material here for like this new attempt at dune to be (laughs) its own like expanded universe yeah my thing like is, Star Wars and I'm Marvel. I'm curious <laughs> if they can pull it off. If if they can execute the first one really well and actually stick. The thing is, the change without giving anything away. The changes between the first book to the second, eh, then the second to the third. It's like okay, big change. Then the third to the fourth. So many bizarre things have happened that makes sense because I've read the book. Mm-hmm. But you wonder, like, if you did this in movie form, would it be too much? I don't know. So. That's I. That's a way to circle back to the uh, the eighty four movie, because there was a lot like, just their their interpretations, and I think just what you could do in nineteen eighty four with yeah, go for it. Uh, what you could do in nineteen eighty four with the budget that movie was clearly made on. Like I just I don't think it was the right time to make a Dune movie. Really, well, just looking at the I history. mean it was the right time because I had. So much fun watching it and <laughs> ripping it apart. But, like, I can imagine. Cause Is Patrick Stewart in it? Yes. I saw that in a clip and, on the trailer. And Sting. Sting is in yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, That's oh, awesome. Here's the best part. The movie is composed by Toto. <laughs> no, it's not, really? Yes. Toto, yeah, no, 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 no. Not like soundtrack, like they made an album. No, they composed the movie. That's amazing. Yeah. It, and here's the thing. It's good scoring. Like, wow. They did a good job. That's exciting. It's just, a, it's just hidden away in this crappy <laughs> little 1984 box office <laughs> flop. I know we say this every other week, but I am just so excited. The trailer for this new one looks incredible. Oh, yeah. Well, so, <clears throat> and that's a point that I was hmm. going to be getting at. Like, I read the book. Because of the hype for the movie, mm-hmm. I have been following the movies like, you know, through production and all that. Yeah. And I am so hyped. I can only imagine if I, you know, if this was 1984 and I was doing the same thing for the 1984 movie. Would you be I hyped? understand why so many people were disappointed in it. There's but, also some people that love it. Watching it. Oh, so many people. Yeah. That, it's got a huge cult following. Yeah, yeah. But like, like I get why it was a flop because... If if this movie that's coming out now is bad and the, the amount of hype that I have for it now, yeah, yeah, I'd be pissed. I but heard- like like watching the 1984 movie 40 years in the future, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I I, <laughs> I saw this thing that was talking about how like they changed a lot of like details and story. Oh, dude, uh, there's there's a bunch of just random creative direction well there's in the like movie. one of the ones i saw is like for some reason the benny jesuits can just read minds yeah <laughs> like well dude it's it was so funny the way they depicted the benny jesuits like they the bald chicks they, they always have they all have their heads shaved like yeah, up to the top that. of their head that's weird what a weird choice yeah there's nothing about that in the book <laughs> <laughs> there, there were a lot of weird aesthetical yeah. choices in that movie well they're and they're like, changing for one casting patrick stewart as gurney he was gurney he was gurney that's not, and that's not, he's not Gurney at all. No, if anything, he's like, um, that's weird. I, I don't know how, how did they pronounce it in the book? But like Thufir, Thufir, Thufir. Okay. Yeah. 
Do fear how it, how, uh, how it, how it, yeah. Yeah. Like if anything, I could see him in that role. Yeah. We should probably explain anyone not listening. Gurney, cause Gurney, Gurney's like the big brawny military guy. Yeah. Gurney's the one that plays the, it's, uh, it's Patrick Stewart. He's the musician, right? The one <laughs> yeah. that Jason, not, is it Jason Momoa? No, no, no Josh no, no. Brolin. Josh playing. Brolin. Jason Momoa's Duncan Idaho. He's a major character. Yeah. And it's like, he's this like poet warrior yeah i mean i guess you could in 84 well, maybe you could see is, patrick this stewart. is pre-next generation oh really yeah oh, so i it. i almost he had a relatively small part oh, but he was definitely a bright spot in the movie that's cool so i wonder if that led to him getting picard oh maybe i there so they are changing things in the new one but I, I've heard that too. What I've seen though, like because we talked about they're doing a gender swap on Leif Kynes, and I think that Which doesn't I, that the, doesn't bother me at no, all. No, it's the perfect character to that. Yeah. But then, like, I guess on Jessica, they're giving her like an subtly not a big thing, but they're added backstory of her being a warrior. And I thought that was an interesting one. Like, it doesn't well, matter. Like, it doesn't bother are, me. They but are she trained already trained fighters. Yeah, she already is yeah. in the in the book. She uses her ability, like. It saves their lives because people want her to train them. Yeah. You know, like, it's a weird Spoiler thing. Like, oh, we got to, well, <laughs> I didn't give specifics. Well, it, it's also a, what, 60-year-old book at this point? Mm -hmm. If you haven't read Dune yet, you should just go read Dune. Oh, that's good. Oh, yeah, you've never had. Yeah, so so we, we only had the taster bottle of the, um, the Widow, Widow Jane. Jane. So me and Matt are drinking Buffalo Trace, which Matt I've has also never had. Never had, and, and it's. I knew you had had it, so I yeah. was I hadn't had it. I, we weren't going to have it on the show, right? And that's I didn't intend to do a tasting, but it's it's one of my favorite like lower level whiskeys. It's a good lower level. It's definitely got to buy. I think it's like a twenty five dollar bottle. I've been acting spoiled lately because I I don't think I oh I didn't tell you this. So I had Crown, I had Crown finally. Oh, you had Crown. So I think I told What'd you, you think another episode. My uh, my father in law is a huge Crown fan, and uh, so I went there and I was like the first day we were there. I'm like, oh, I should find some time to run to like Bevmo or something, get myself a whiskey for while I'm here. And he was like, we got whiskey. I was like, yeah. He's like, I, I know you love Crown. <laughs> you got some? He's like, hell yeah, I have some. So I like went and pulled it out and just I drank Crown with him all the whole time that's, I was gone. That's funny because I almost bought a bottle of Crown when I bought this because <laughs> I was like, Matt's never had it. And I'm yeah. sure this will make it till the next family record. Crown's good. It's good. It's yeah. really good. It's super smooth. How's it stack up against the uh, three fingers high? I. Uh, about, I mean, it was pretty compared. I'm wondering if I like Canadian the, whiskey. Because there's like a $10 difference between those two bottles. Which one's more? The Three Fingers. Oh, okay. They're so, yeah, both good. Because Crown's like $23 They're a bottle. They're both super smooth. Like even this, this is much smoother than like uh, than like uh, Larceny or something like that. Oh, yeah. But it's still got a little bit. It's still got that well, and that's cheap the, bourbon bite. The Buffalo bite. Trace is definitely in the vein of like Larceny and Maker's Mark and, you know, those kinds of whiskeys. Yeah. And it's it's... It's closer to Four Roses in quality. Yeah, I think so. Like Four Roses is another one of those good, like twenty-five to thirty dollar bottles. Yeah. Well, it's it's quite good, but yeah, it, I, I had Crown. I'll, not only had Crown, his favorite is Vanilla Crown. I have not had Vanilla Crown. So I've had I, Crown and Crown Apple. I did have one taste of the Vanilla Crown. It's like everything. It wasn't as syrupy as like the Honey Tennessee whiskey. No. Um, I'd imagine it because the ground apple is not very serious. I don't think I could like, I can imagine the same thing. You're taking shots like halfway through sipping it. I'm like, oh, this is pretty good. But then by the end of the glass, I'm like, this is too much. Yeah, no, I can't sip it. <laughs> it's the same. It, again, it's the same thing with the apple. I like putting the apple in cocktails. Yeah, it makes like, sense. Crown apple is really good in a cocktail, but it's one of those things. If I'm not shooting it, I can't just have it by itself. Yeah. Well, my, my father-in-law and, and mother-in-law, they were more into, for a long time, they were in 
liquor was their kind of thing. Right. So they were digging it like, I don't know what, what caused it, but they were, they would take shots and go karaoke every, they'd have like their karaoke night where they just like do right. shots and do karaoke and drink. And, and so I imagine that's kind of where his, he's coming from it. You know what I mean? To oh, end yeah. up at crown. And so like the crown vanilla, I can totally see like taking a shot of it and just having that like lingering in your mouth. It's probably delicious. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, because that's like in general, almost all the flavored whiskeys I've ever had, you know, you take them as a shot. They actually, yeah. they're nice. Can't really sip them. Like the, we've tried some of the brown sugar bourbons. Which was delicious they, to shot, oh, shoot, yeah. but not good to sip. We have a couple in this box. I have been I avoiding, avoiding them, them yeah. so much. <laughs> we'll just save them for like Christmas morning or something. Yeah, or, you know, <laughs> or next time we have Eric Sweet on. Yeah, here, shoot this, Eric. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't drink our good bourbon. Have some of this yeah. stuff. Don't waste our money. <laughs> you were the one supposed to teach us the value of a dollar. <laughs> uh, so what else has been going on, dude? Um, I mean, not much. It's been a fairly uneventful week. It's the longest in a while since you moved like, back. Aside from the ma- aside from the masks thing, like that's that's yeah, kind of taken up thing. a lot of my week. Yeah, that I I finally I was three weeks behind. I finally got caught up, caught up in the book club. Oh, nice. Reading Dracula. It's, you're right, it's a lot of, like, diaries and yeah. letters. And Are you reading or telegram- listening? Reading. Oh, okay. So it's it gets tough because, like, everything will just change on you. Yes, it shifts dramatically. And Bram Stoker wrote in accents. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. So, like, you'll That's just, you'll just get this Cockney character, and it'll just all of a sudden, there'll be, like apostrophes and dashes and shit out of nowhere and you have to start like reading these fake words and try and understand what they mean it's like listening to somebody with a cockney accent speak that's interesting (laughs) how far are you uh so chapter 13 was where you're starting to get to the thick of it yeah because the first chunk of that book is so slow slow. but what book wasn't slow that came out in that time like we've talked about before picture of dorian gray frankenstein you get a lot the of H.G. exposition and yeah. Well, when you think about like Dracula, this is the first Dracula. Like the way all of that's slow for us because we know what Dracula is. But for the, anyone reading that doesn't really know it, you're like, what is he doing in this castle? Why is this act, dude acting weird? What's going on? You know what I mean? And, and then the all time of a sudden, you know, turns out the guy who owns the castle is Spider-Man. <laughs> just crawling around on the walls yeah. and shit. <laughs> Well, in the way that he like traps well, the dude in there, it, and like they yeah. described it like he was climbing like a lizard, but I definitely just pictured Spider Man with a like Dracula cape. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I couldn't help but uh, imagine uh, Adam Sandler's Dracula from Hotel Transylvania. <laughs> That's fair. That is <laughs> the way totally he scrambles fair. with his long arms. <laughs> Good oh, movies, by the way. Yeah, no, underrated. Underrated. My, Very we, underrated. We hadn't seen him. And we were like, eh, whatever, DreamWorks, is it Sony? Sony Animation, Adam Sandler, whatever. Ugh. And uh, we were at my dad and my stepmom's house, and they put it on for Ellis. And we're like, what the hell? And then we got to one of those scenes where he's like, I don't say blah, 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 like all pissed. <laughs> and we got through to that, and we all just started cracking up. We're like, what the hell is this movie? So we went home and watched it, <laughs> all of us. And then we were like, that's freaking hilarious what's the second one Dude, then the third one i only ever watched the first one but i thoroughly enjoyed it like i oh, did not think i would it, it was like an great. animated happy madison movie second one's great it was incredible second one might be better than the first <laughs> oh shit oh uh, sorry i was just that was naturally coming out no i, I mean it's i i get it that's huh. the second I, one's good I, the first <laughs> one gives you all exposition the second one is uh mary or very mary 
uh, Mavis and the the Johnny character, the human, are married mm. and they have a kid. Oh wow! And the kid is growing up in Hotel Transylvania. It's very good. The third one is all just goofing off. It's fun. Oh yeah! But it's like it's like them on a tropical vacation and like, yeah, it, they introduce Van Helsing's character. <laughs> and all it's right. fun, but very different. They're coming out with a new one this year. Oh. Yeah. All right. Very excited. Uh, so as far as like Happy Madison movies go, is it like, on, let's say on a scale of like, um, oh, what's it on a, on a scale of Happy Gilmore to Grown Ups 2, where do the tra- Hotel Transylvania movies land? A scale of Happy. I don't know. Happy Gilmore being... 10 and yeah. grown-ups 2 being one <laughs> i think they i think they uh are they like joe dirt is it like the water no nah, i think they they sit at a nice like seven i think okay it's like it's not it, it's a family movie you know so it's like the humor is not that traditional but there's still some good humor in there there's still some good moments the way they play well you said you've seen the first one so yeah. the way that they play around with like the whole spooky monster world in a different way actually ends up being fun and cheeky, you know? Um, yeah. I remember that from the first one Yeah, that they, they found a fun way to depict everything. Yeah. Like the, they, he runs a hotel and like the zombies work the hotel, <laughs> like the witches are all the cleaners and there's like shrunken heads as the door knockers. <laughs> and, uh, it's, it's very, very fun. And, Andy Samberg playing the dude that just rolls up out of nowhere in there it was just freaking perfect. Oh yeah, it, those movie. movies are a lot of fun. Yeah, I, well that movie, I, I can't say those movies because I've only seen should, that. You should movie. check them out this Halloween. You have, you have a lot of Halloween. I, Hubie Hubie Halloween as well. You need to watch. I, yeah, I do. I think Hubie Halloween is better than the Hotel Transylvania movies too. It's that, funny that you bring that great. up. Though. I think that might be a solid eight. I it, loved that movie. It's funny that you bring that up though because I I also went on a like animated movie nostalgia kick with uh the despicable me movies great movies recently. wonderful movies and i hate to say it i really it really pains me i did enjoy the despicable me's to me too a lot i think three I, three, three might is, be my favorite well, well that, that's also because trey parker is the yeah villain, that might and be it. that is perfect it's he's so perfect well here's so despicable me one had the best cast overall like I don't know, maybe not best, but like most decorated cast. Yeah. I mean, you had Jason Siegel, uh, Will Arnett. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not going to list all of them off because I don't remember all of them. But That's fair. Uh, you know, it, great cast. It was a fun introduction to the whole thing. Despicable Me Too, they kind of found their stride. Oh, yeah. It was a little bit of, they were cashing in a little bit. A little bit. But, but not entirely. It was, like it was him still being a villain but embracing being a hero and and having the girls i love those movies i love those movies from me three we just got to see trey parker be a bad basically grown-up cartman be a bad guy (laughs) i'm a bad boy (laughs) i love that character (laughs) honestly despicable me i remember from the first trailer of like the first movie when they like the guys in the low rider next to him and then he like starts low riding and then just boom (laughs) Right into the side of a building. I was like, what is this? I'm already in love. Honestly, oh, yeah. the, I was the movie o- was marketed beautifully. Did you see the Minions movie? Yes. I remember I took forever to see it because I thought this is being they're pushing the minions too much. I'm over it. It's not a bad movie. No, it's not bad. It's not it's, bad. It's not as good as the Despicable Me no, movies. But, but it's not bad. And the ending with the little 
child grew meeting them was just perfect. I am so excited <laughs> for the next Minions movie, though. Like, yeah. I know I'm not in the demo, but like, I'm going to go see that movie. Yeah, and the demo to family movies yeah. for everyone. <laughs> well, I don't have a family. Well, I, I, have, a, I have a family. I don't have like an, like family kids. can be made up of anyone. <laughs> you, friends can be your family, Blake. No, good movies. I'm sure everyone's so riveted to listen to us talk oh, about yeah, books sure. and movies. <laughs> I don't know. What else are we going to talk about? Family. I really don't. I mean, we talk about books and movies a lot on this we show. We do. We do. <clears throat> uh, that's what we do. I mean, especially lately, because like, you never just know you what there me. is to do in town anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and when it's just you and me, it's like, this is what we do. We spend so much time together anyway, so we just catch up on that stuff. When we, oh, excuse me. When we have guests, we usually talk about fun stuff. Yeah. Spe- oh, speaking of books, by the way. Um it in Dracula, I noticed very early on, and this just this kind of popped into my head. There's absolutely like a total love triangle going on in the beginning, and just Between immediately the two it, chicks yeah. and the no the uh, the one chick and like and the two suitors. Oh, the two suitors. Yes, yes, yes. And I don't know why, but my mind immediately jumped to like, oh my god! So Twilight's not even original. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because uh, it, it, there was there were points of it where yeah it was like they're they don't get along but they do and they they they're all aware that like they're all pining after the same girl and yeah they got the it's it's the the American right I was like start talking about it you haven't listened to the audio so I can't really talk about the different ways they were portrayed because you wouldn't relate yeah. to that I but. I do I hate that I'm missing out on Tim Curry as Van Helsing yeah. I do hate that. It's not that much of it though. Have you have you been watching the Marvel shows? Have you been keeping up on yes. that? Yes. So at? I just finished Falcon and Winter Soldier. Fine. Catching up quick. Yeah. No. It's it. I have to take breaks between the shows, but once I start the shows, I finish them fast because they're they're what, short. What did you think of that one? It was not as good as one or yeah, WandaVision. Mm. It was a lot of fun. Over like. I think I'm in the same way. WandaVision I, had. WandaVision was. It was like a Captain beginning. America TV show, but without. Captain America. Well, sort of. No, they had Captain America. Yes, but they didn't have Steve Rogers, no, which, yeah, which no, was, was the a, whole point of, of the a, show. It was kind of like an augmented origin story. Yeah. Right? Because it's about Sam becoming the new Cap. Yeah. So. Well, it, it, it really was. It was a lot of fun to watch. John Walker kind of got under my skin a lot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he was cringe at a lot of points. I think he's going to be a big character in the... I, th- I think so. Well, U.S. Agent is, is a, a somewhat... Big character. Yeah. Yeah. U.S. Agent's a big deal. And they also, in that... It was in that show, they went to that... Uh, God, what's the city they go to? Uh, uh, Madripoor. Yes. That's a big city in the comics. So right. that, the fact that we finally breached into that is probably big, too. Well, it's, I've noticed that with the uh, with the shows so far, it seems like they are trying to bring a little bit more of the comic books into the MCU. I think like, they have to, like the comic bookiness. Of yeah, it. Oh, like yeah, like yeah. they find like WandaVision. They finally established that her powers are magic, which well, they are in the comic books. They've slowly been doing that, and I think it makes sense when they started all the MCU stuff, like. It had to be more grounded. Right, which is why, oddly enough, like Iron Man was the move to start yeah. with. A, he was a he was a nobody character at the time. Like, yes, there were Iron Man fans. There was an animated series that ran for yeah, a couple of years in Avenger, the 90s. He was important, but he wasn't but as huge as he was. nobody cared. Nobody yeah. read Iron Man comic books. <laughs> like, I don't know about that, but, but you're, you're not like in the way that casual people read Spider-Man. Well, yeah, and it, yeah, it was perfect. He was a... 
it was a deep cut of a superhero. They brought back an actor who's who had been not necessarily out of the game, but kind of out of the game. He didn't have a uh, he didn't have any powers or anything. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, yeah, I think it was just, it was the right move, and I absolutely love. By the way, the, I, I don't even know if it's true, but I remember this fact circulated when uh, he first got the role mm-hmm. that Robert Downey Jr. was once suspended in school for beating up a kid or for bullying a kid who read comic books <laughs> and the comic books were Iron Man comic books. That's hilarious. Like <laughs> the was, irony he, of it. <laughs> I know that the Marvel stuff like pulled him out of his dark place uh, and like he attributes it to saving his life, which is why he like loves. Oh own. yeah. But they really, they grounded, they started it very grounded and then they, and then slowly it became more fiction superhero, but like look at it, how it be like the progression from that. I always think of that first, that Avengers movie where it's like the camera panning around of all of them for the first time. And it's right. like <laughs> compared it's to like, like, you've got six people and it's well, compared <laughs> to like, even how they looked in Endgame when they were all those same characters, it's like the colors were super bright, the spandex, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it all became a little more, a little less that. And so now the suits and stuff are less, crazy but the stories and the places and the magic and all this if it's a little bit more crazy and i well, think they yeah, have the, to because if they still try to maintain the groundedness of integrating it into the world that already exists without going crazy like uh, like well, uh, opening the floodgates then it's not going to be fun anymore people are going to lose interest yeah well like they found a way to somehow be the grittier of the comic book movie universes oh yeah and at the same time being the more whimsical one yeah it's i don't know like they pulled it off and I, it really comes down to what I love about the Marvel movies so much is that like every Marvel production is so different from all the others. Mm-hmm. Like the first couple were, yeah, kind of just generic superhero movies. They found a flow. Yeah. But like, yeah, once they had found a flow, they started experimenting with genres and they started taking like throwaway characters from the comic books. Yeah. And, you know, giving proper in the way that you do with comic yeah. books and like giving proper treatment to a lot of comic book icons. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, I know there's a lot of people who were pissed off about this Spider-Man and like, the whole like, like he got the suit from Tony Stark and they depict him as like, you know, just oh, because he had Tony a Stark's little protege. But it's like, I don't care. No. He, in general, in the role, he I think does it, well. I don't care if the story differs a little bit from I the comics. I think it makes sense. You, why do we need yeah, a third, how, same exact origin story? Well, not and not <laughs> only that, like, like, yeah, you've got to find a way to introduce him into the movies. Why not just everyone's yeah. seen him go through two iterations that they already know and love? I think introducing him into the movies is an already fully formed character that's just kind of like, like. Right, he was some neighborhood hero till Tony Stark found him. Well, and even that, like good, yeah, I think it's a great. I think it's a great. He already exists. We don't get his whole backstory. We don't get the whole Uncle Ben thing at all. Which, you know, yeah, honestly, I'm kind of glad. Like it. I've watched Uncle Ben die twice now. Yeah, I don't need to watch a it a third decision, time, man. We didn't it need is it again, rough, man. <laughs> we didn't need it again. Everyone knows that story. You didn't need to do that with Spider Man. That's it. That's what I'm saying. Like, uh, if they do this multiverse thing and they open up the X Men and stuff. I was telling Mikey this. I think they need to just bring in Wolverine as the comic book wolf. They, he needs to be in yellow spandex and just like the head. Oh, bub. yeah. Like, He's not gotta. Logan. Not not uh, not Hugh Jackman. Not Hugh Jackman at yeah. all. Get get me a five foot four Canadian dude. Yes. You need to just embrace spandex. it. And we don't need any backstory. <laughs> He's just who he is. 
You know, like that. I think people might be a little upset because there's a slogan. You need to get, but like, the, I think it's insulting to the, the what Hugh Jackman did to try and redo it and bring him in. Like, no, Hugh Jackman was badass. I loved Hugh Jackman in those movies, yeah. and I think he was the best fit for the tone of those movies. Yes, I think you can make a better, more faithful to the comics Wolverine. Yeah, I think so too. And, and we're not even like deep cut comic guys. No, but I know enough about. From the games and what I do know about the main mutants that like you just just give us the the the, the wolf give us Wolverine not Logan yeah at least to start you know what I mean like because MCU it's gonna be over tens to twenties of years yeah you know what I mean, I mean it's start already with been around dude give the them MCU a freaking show later the MCU has already been around for fourteen years it's nuts man like yeah they've got so many characters out there as long as they can keep cranking out movies. That's like another 30 years worth of movies. I'd be surprised if they last uh, more than 20 in total. Yeah. I mean, it would be cool if they do it, but it, they have to I, stay fresh. They have to like achieve it, well, that thing that Disney achieves. It is one of those things that like you could hard pivot away from all the characters that we're currently seeing and just introduce new I, iconic comic book characters that have yet to get a good. Well, they're doing that. Well, and like they've got a Fantastic Four film in the works. Yeah, I know they're they're trying to figure out Wolverine or the X Men. I don't yeah, know why I specified Wolverine. Probably because he's announced. the face of it well, for whatever reason. You need to you need to watch Loki. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> well, I, I haven't we'll watched. Probably be starting it this weekend. I haven't watched Black Widow, but I know Black Widow has like Taskmaster in it. Yeah, so like, I think it's happening. I just I, it's a matter of which direction it goes. So I've got a question for you. Okay. Who do you cast as Wolverine then? Because I think we're in agreement. It's got to be like, like um, faithful to the comics. Wolverine. You cast the dude from Letterkenny. Did you see this? The meme, meme? is that yeah. where you're getting at it? Yeah. But I I wasn't even like trying to push in that way. I was just kind of curious to see who no, you would I suggest. No, but I saw that meme and it changed my life. Oh and yeah, it's no, no, absolutely it, right. Yeah. Him in yellow sure. spandex making that same face with the claws, like just that character. Just he's because that's Wolverine, <laughs> like. Well, but like the the thing is, the dude from Letterkenny doesn't have like the "Hey, bub" thing. Yeah, it's but I think he could do it because because he, he got to talk like I can't even do an impression of him. I I've tried. I, I can't do it. I think he could do it. I think he just he, he's an actor. He could do it. Yeah, that's. I, although honestly, I kind of want it. I I just want Wayne from Letterkenny in the Marvel movies. <laughs> like that's that's what I want. I. <laughs> Who would you, well, I don't even know what the other option would be. I mean, I guess you they dig around and find out. You, you find a dude with hairy forearms, and that's you know that's short. Uh, Danny DeVito. <laughs> Let's be real. I'll be honest. The thought crossed my mind. I Danny was like, DeVito. "Who would I even pitch for this?" Yeah, Danny a short DeVito. Guy, a short hairy guy. Danny DeVito takes the cake for sure. Well, imagine it. Danny the, DeVito is the short. Imagine hairy guy. if all the <laughs> other mutants from like the New Mutants and stuff like that are are just become part of the MCU. They're the same characters, like actors playing them, everything. That cool. Except Danny DeVito is Wolverine. Danny DeVito in the yellow outfit and the spandex. <laughs> you know, like with the claws. Hey, watch it, bub. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, th I think he could do it. Yes. I, I think, think it, would he be, could do it would be a new version of Wolverine, but I would love it. And he's just, ah, he's just like chaos and just slicing. <laughs> Imagine him with Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool. Oh, I know. That would be amazing. I, I'm still waiting. I for don't the, like I'm, you. <laughs> I'm still waiting for the Deadpool Spider-Man buddy movie, though. Yeah, it would be great. Like, that's... I know that was a favorite thing of mine with what comics I did read and like the cartoons that I watched oh, growing yeah. up. 
the Spider-Man Deadpool bromance is something that like needs to happen. And him and Tom <laughs> Holland would be a lot of fun. Oh yeah, for sure. It'd no. be a fun dynamic. Yeah, I think so. I I hope they introduce Deadpool. Uh, I hope they do something fun, like just make him the cameo in every sh- every movie now. Yeah, you he's, know? Like, he's the new Stanley. Yeah, like <laughs> he just and not even in the same way Stanley did it. He's a postman, and then he's like, dude, but he's always dressed as Deadpool. You know oh, what I mean? Dude. It's just Deadpool so, going like, I got a package for you. <laughs> speaking of the MCU, I saw this thing on TikTok the other day that was, um, so Stanley's cameo in Captain Marvel was, it was Stan Lee reading his script for Mallrats. Yeah, yeah. Which means Kevin Smith exists in this universe, which means Dogma exists, in which Matt Damon played Loki. Oh, that's interesting. And then Matt Damon Except- played Loki in the... Uh, was it, oh, it was yeah, Ragnarok? Yeah, he played right. Loki in the play. I didn't even it think was about just that. A fun, it was just a fun little connection. Like, I mean, Loki might have just gotten Matt Damon to come to Asgard. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah, I don't know because his Loki, because it was a movie in that, well, yeah. right? So I don't know. Maybe let's. Oh God, you haven't seen Loki. I was just gonna start no. talking about something else. <laughs> Can't do that. But yeah, no, that Marvel's doing some cool stuff. I'm excited. I. I don't know. I don't know what else. I'm excited. Yeah. They're doing good stuff. I don't know if I mentioned no, that. I'm, it, it, it's been a lot of fun, and it's. I'm amazed that they're able to keep putting out good shit after Endgame. I yeah. thought Endgame was just going to be it. Well, and they're like, not. I, I didn't even have that much faith in Far like, From Home, dude. Leading up. Like, this isn't even them leading up. Like, well, you got to watch Loki. But, like, that's the thing is if they're not even at, like, a climactic point yet, uh, but I'm engaged. Yeah, fully. Oh, for sure. Like, I'm a I'm, little afraid they start doing like five, six shows a year and I can't keep up with it. Like well, when they I were mean, doing the, all those the, other ones. The structure they're doing with it where it's like six to ten episodes. Yeah, it's just like a long story. Yeah, it's, it's it's basically just a movie that you have to watch in chunks. No, I do like that because like with, with all of these, it's like, okay, you watch. Which I do kind of hate. I, I hate watching yeah, movies in chunks. In the chunks. But at the same time, it is kind of nice because it's not like some of these shows that are a season comes out and it's 14, 20 episodes or whatever. And you're watching it. Non- it's it's just a month to two months. You're watching it every week and then it's gone. So what you're saying is it's not like My Little Pony. <clears throat> no. It's, I, mean, it's, <laughs> I don't know. I, didn't, I, I figured It's not I'd like just a lot of shows it, yeah. that have 20-something episodes. It's not like Supernatural. No, I know. I'm just trying to say, like, it's it's an easier time commitment compared to the show that you're watching now. It is. <laughs> it shows a lot. It's fun. I do. Lo- I'm. We just watched an episode that I really enjoyed. Well, I just listened to you guys' last episode, and no. I heard Mikey like talking about. Well, it's kind of starting to get fun yeah. to just watch the movie or watch the show. It it, it kind of is, Dude, man. This episode and, was very and that fun. brony in Discord uh, that we made an admin now, uh, Emperor Sombra. Yeah. Right. He's like some of the information he brings blows me away. Like yeah, he the was just talking about there's, there's a fallout. My little pony fanfic. Yeah. Uh, and it's apparently huge. I'm intrigued. Yeah. It's I very am cool. Very intrigued. Well, and not just a fallout. My little pony fanfic. It is a, what did he call it? It's a, it's uh, a fan made universe. No, no, no. Right? It's a, it's in a realm of a certain kind of thing. Is it where you're imagining what different characters would be hold on are you looking up the discord yeah, i'm gonna find it this is under fun facts dude i'm i've been genuinely surprised how much activity is going on in the discord now 
Like, oh, yeah, I, I mean, fun. a lot of it's still just like my friends who I, from <laughs> who I just decided to invite over to the Discord. But like, they're actually interacting. They're interacting with our other listeners. Shipping, they call it. Yeah, it's been pretty cool seeing the different shows like, interacting like, with each other. Shout out Jr. has been interacting quite a bit with Emperor Sombra, even in the Brony chats. I wonder if he's listening to the show. I don't know. Huh. Hmm. Huh. Um. So that what Jr. If you're it? out, if you're out there listening to the show, leave a five star <laughs> review. So you've been saying you were going to shipping, <laughs> and it's basically the idea of relationshiping two characters, like imagining what two of the characters in the show's children would look like and what their story might be. And so interesting. not only is it a Fallout fanfic about a pony universe that goes into Fallout, but it's about the offs- the theoretical offspring of two different characters in the show. That's interesting. Yeah. I am I'm so curious. Like I just I don't understand how this show is such when, a cultural phenomenon. Because when like, we finally have you on, are you going to start watching yes, the show? Yes, hundred percent. Because like I, I've been listening <laughs> to the show. Up. I've been listening to the show at this point for pretty much the entire first mm-hmm. season of My Little Pony, and I have had no idea what the hell you guys are talking about. Like I, I listen just to be supportive, oh, that's and that's it. And you know, every now and again, I catch you making fun of Mikey, and it's funny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like, yeah, I. Hearing you guys talk about it, I'm intrigued to see what it's all about. It I, it might let you down a little bit because it is still just a kid's cartoon. Well, yeah, <laughs> I'm not going in expecting this but, to be like the next yeah. Sopranos. But he's. I'll tell you what I've learned. What I've learned is we went into this trying to be open about... I mean, well, we all kind of grew up, and in your mind, you get all these notions of what bronies are, and like there's oh, all yeah. these negative connotations. They're all like sexual pervert people, or yeah, whatever. they're like, perverts, or they're Nazis, or yeah, there's all these different connotations. And as we're delving into, or they're this, just incels living in their mom's basements. <laughs> well, so we start watching, thinking like, well, let's find out why people are like that and what this is about. And what we have found already, only well, almost done with season one, is that that's the fringes. Yeah, there are no, it's legions of people, people who are just, just fans uh, like they would with any other show. But I mean, there's a much higher level of devotion and you start you don't really understand it until you have an episode like the last one we watched where you're like, no, I, I kind of start to see why people love it like that. Because oh, these characters are they're performing them now and they're presenting them in this way that's very engaging on a personable level and you you so far beyond forgetting that they're fucking ponies excuse my language that's too don't worry about the fucking language like uh but no like it's been interesting so the reason we made emperor sombra a moderator on our discord is because he runs a discord of his own yeah for my little pony and because i run our discord he invited me to his bronies discord and i've been kind of like I haven't been really interacting because I, I don't watch the show. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I'm really just there to kind of get an idea for how it's structured and like how he runs it. And, yeah. But it has been interesting to see. It is a big, big community of people. There is so much going on within that Discord. There are so many channels and it's, like it's so it's, badass that he's like, doing all that. And he just, heard of us a, and decided to jump in and support oh, us. Oh yeah, absolutely! Shout out Emperor Sombra, I dude. Like, I put a text him that in the admin chat recently. I was like, I, I just can't. The fact that you liked what we're doing and you're willing to just come dude. over here and support us, 
dude. And like, and, and he's been so much more support than I anticipated. Sombra found out about us through our gas digital campaign. Yeah, that's right. Luis Gomez. Luis yeah. J. Gomez. Shout out Luis J. Gomez. You got some bronies listening to Real Ass Podcast, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, Dougie. And uh, the only people who get that are maybe the like three people who came over from Gas Digital. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man. No, yeah. It's uh, It's been a very interesting little ride. It's definitely made me... I mean, I never had a problem. Obviously, I right, never had right. a problem. Yeah, I never judged. No, I meant like like with letting my son watch. You know, oh. like I never had a problem. Yeah, no, no, no. I was saying I never judged you for oh, letting no. your son watch. I didn't assume I, you did. I know some people do. I don't care. I, I've been hearing the things people are saying, but like I, I, huh? <laughs> well, I don't care what they say. <laughs> no, nobody's saying anything. No, as, as you see, he's, it, he's a kid watching a show that he enjoys. Yeah, and and as I delve into it, like Mike and I've been doing this dive, and as we do that. And we start to see the community and the show really yeah. deep diving in and seeing the show for myself in a much bigger level. It's like, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm proud. I'm happy for him. It's a good show. And he likes yeah. it. And well, and honest, having interacted with people who are in that fandom, like it's, they're not bad people. Like yeah, at all, no, they're, they're, just, they're, the surprisingly only thing, accepting the, and welcoming and family friendly the, the people. Only like thing is like, that's the, the um, Sombra's, um, Brony's ch- or Discord, uh-huh. it's completely uh, clean. Yeah, like you can swear, but that's it. That's cool. And it's so that he tries to keep it very PG, and it's just it's interesting how I guess connected the fan base is. That's cool. No, it's it's well, that's the only thing that's a little not weird's not the word because it makes total sense, but it's just taking some getting used to is that nobody in that everyone in that community. They, their like profile, their picture, everything is. I, I imagine they probably that's, have multiple. That's the thing I don't understand. It's like they sell out with the with the whole not sell out, but like they go all in with with their, the brony thing. Well, their profile picture is a pony, and their name is usually a pony like style name, and they're at like even their bio is all about the pony. I, I think that they probably have a personal actual one too, but oh, it's I'm an sure. interesting thing because. The amount of interacting they do with this um, brony like tag for their social medias and stuff is very interesting. I've got another. I don't have to tell you. I got another Twitter follower. Really? And this one's a straight up furry. Oh. Like they say in their pers- in their thing, like yeah, I'm a furry. Like and it's like that's very interesting because that's Sombra the other was, thing that I was surprised by was yeah, yeah that like Sombra was telling the, us those the, people that are really into the sexual elements of it are usually furries. And Mike, it's funny because Mikey and I are in this position where we're exploring it and it sounds like some regular ass bronies are enjoying what we're doing but we're also me and mikey so right. it's very inappropriate so, yeah, you, and it talks about very disgusting to things and so it's totally there for i mean you, I think it's you totally guys are there trying for, to see if you're furries basically yeah. <laughs> well i think it's just that i think it can appeal to either i mean maybe there's probably kids that watch the show that are interacting in these things, and that's why it's PG. They, oh, yeah. They shouldn't be watching our show. I, I am sure that there are kids in Sombra's Discord. Yeah. And that our yeah, show's not for them. It's right. for older Which folks. is why he refuses to share promote us over yeah. there, and which, which is totally, totally fine. Fair. <laughs> like, I'm sure that you, you guys could reach a lot no of potential listeners Mikey in there, but you guys, you guys could also like reach a lot of kids who should not be listening to the show. Yeah. So probably smart call <laughs> yeah. not to uh, join it's up over a, it's there. It's a weird but. thing because I'd like to 
we still haven't, but I'm considering promoting it. Well, actually, you can. Uh, uh, Brody's tw- uh, Brody promotes us on his Twitch. Really, so we do have a little. We do that's have a awesome. s- small advertisement going out there, which is cool. But I mean, that's really all we got. How oh, small? I don't know how. Shout out Brody. You know, I say his, his Twitch isn't small. Also, you know in I mean? our Discord, right? It's not like our giant <laughs> uh, gas digital thing right. that we did. So. Yeah, Brody's in our Discord. Hell yeah. Brody rules, man. Brody was our first Brody's fan. Brody's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Like, it's the Discord's been fun because I've been get you get to know everyone a little bit more. Right. So, like, I've been, you Brody actually and I have been directly. tweeting back and forth for a little bit, but now he's in the Discord. It's just like, we just shoot the shit. Hey, you, know you what Family I mean? Records listeners, get the hell in the Discord. Like, yeah, y'all. <laughs> Both of I'm, you. <laughs> yeah, you guys made me go and invite my friends and also <laughs> JR, who I guess... JR's kinda, not your friend? JR kind of overlaps. He's he's in that Venn diagram. But. Wow, that's a weird thing to say. <laughs> All right, I'll be your friend, JR. You don't need Blake. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you guys probably get along just fine. Where are you guys going camping? Loon Lake. I have no idea where that is. It is... It's near Tahoe. That's that's all I was told. Carlos actually is the one that picked the uh, Carlos Ventura, who's been on the show, is the one who picked out the venue this year. Okay. Uh, and I loon I'm, like L O N. Yeah, like the bird. Loon Lake Campground, Georgetown. And apparently, since it's a natural or national forest, we can just like set up camp wherever the hell we want. Cool, bro. I don't know if that's really how that works. Like, I don't know if I should be broadcasting that on the internet when I'm going to be there in a few weeks. But well, right before you're there, just give us your longitude and latitude. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> yeah, that'll yeah, be fine. All of our listeners, I'll are have the GPS with, right? tracker on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Loon Lake looks like it's east of Tahoe. That'll be fun. Yeah, no, it it looks like a blast. It's it's up in the mountains. It's apparently not a super high traffic place. Uh, it's. Also, apparently not super affected by the drought. That's cool. So, yeah, the lake is full. We can't, we're not really expecting a whole lot of people, so we can all go maskless. Which <laughs> I'd be going maskless either way, as the we way established at the beginning that, of that. But the like, way you started saying that, I thought you were going to say like you were going to go like, like, like clothesless, like you no, guys are going to no, like skinny no. dip or something. I don't know. The way you well, said, I, with I, nobody I, over there, it's just going to be us. We could just go. Dipping in the night under the moon. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you've been camping before, right? You never know. You never know. <laughs> couple enough beers in you, you have a good time. You'll never forget. Well, unless you have more than a couple beers in you, then you might then forget you, it yeah. all. Yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> which thankfully has not happened on a camping trip yet. But <laughs> I wonder. I sometimes I wonder. Like, is there? We've been doing it long enough. I'm sure there's going to be a camping trip that I just like miss, even though sure. I'm there. <laughs> I think there's there's probably someone out in the world that has been skinny dipping in the moonlight at a lake, like out in the middle of nowhere, just like in that perfect thing. Like we can all imagine it, right? Yeah. Of just like in a perfect lake, it's all still. Sorry, Jr. And it's like, yeah, sorry, Jr. Can't imagine it. <laughs> just focus on the words. Yeah, <laughs> the, the moon data, is, Jr. The moon is full and shining <laughs> down. It's super peaceful, and you're just buck ass naked, just in the lake, enjoying it. Like someone out there has experienced that. And I'm a little jealous. I don't. I don't. I don't think I would take the chance to try and do it necessarily. But I imagine the serenity of that I'm, moment. It's probably something you see, never forget. See, here's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> no. If I absolutely was like alone at a lake and there was nobody around, and 
yeah, in the like full moon and all that, yeah, I you, absolutely would do it. You pretend you're like I just taking a bath in Witcher yeah. times. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just I would no hesitation about it. I would. If you're with a group of people, though, like I'm not going to be the one to suggest you're it. Like, but like if I, it if it gets suggested. I you know just, I just, just for imagine the experience blank of. on your campground just <laughs> under the moonlight it's serene and everything you're buck ass naked and enjoying it and you just just turn it Carlos come look at how peaceful it is <laughs> like Blake why are you naked <laughs> come see how peaceful it is yeah that's funny. Ha 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 ha, yeah. ha 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 Hilarious. <laughs> Another like talking about nudity with your cousin. Yeah. This is that's why we talk totally about books. normal. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That's part of why having guests is so much more fun than the solo episodes. Yeah. It's like we just get to let loose a little bit more because yeah. there are certain things. It's a little weird with us being first us cousins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We we have pretty open comedic yeah. sensibilities. Yeah. So we do. And like, especially Mikey, Mikey brings out the worst in me. Yeah. He does that to all of us. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey has that effect on people. Yeah. I've listened to, they might be bronies. I know. <laughs> what? No, I'm a nice good little boy over there. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. All of our family. <laughs> don't listen. That's not, that show's not for you. JR, however, JR might enjoy this. JR, get over there. Come on, dude. Hey, has Although, JR left us a freaking review yet? No, he is not. I don't know why we're shouting this a-hole out. Yeah, right? He he said he was going to, and he was on uh, the show. He should have done it on the show. I should have hey, made did, him. Did he yeah, comment well, in the Discord I, on the show? He was joined that? the Discord on the show, uh, yeah. Okay. I had a uh, feeling. I got the Discord he, notification, yeah, he, and I was like... He was like... I was like, really? Finish the show first, dude. <laughs> then, then we'll... <laughs> uh Actually, I have to check because I did, I did promise that we I would read five star reviews on oh, air. Oh yeah, you haven't checked yet. So I have to check and see if Jr. has left a review in time for me to read it. Can't help but notice you haven't watched the last couple episodes from Fat Tango Productions. There. Oh, because uh, you don't. This listen is on iTunes. iTunes. I listen on Spotify. You don't but listen on all. Of all them? the reviews are on yeah. iTunes. Yeah, that's true. So I thought Spotify does reviews now. And they might, but be bronies. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I, uh, you're welcome. Uh, you're welcome. Any, any, no. any, uh, well, so we do have some five star reviews that we've never read on air before, but they're not recent. <laughs> okay, give them to us. All right. So, first off, Mr. Squints Paladoris. Wait, is this Fat Tango Presents? No, this is Family, Family Records. Oh, okay, let me hear it. Mr. Squints Paladoras says, I'd recommend this podcast to all Buddhists and non-Buddhists alike. <laughs> I wonder, wonder who, who that, that could is. be. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. I love that uh, he shows his support. Well, I, I just I love that he continually does the same joke that <laughs> Squints Paladoras. Like, at least pick a different Sandlot character. Like, like leave a review as ham. No, or Benny the Jet Rodriguez. The yeah, yeah. What about yeah, yeah? <laughs> yeah, yeah would work. L7. Wee. Yeah, yeah. Oscar Mayer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what uh, else we got? We got another one right, too, right? We, well, we have three. We have three? Yeah. Oh. Have I not looked in a while? 
No, I guess uh, well, I I have a feeling that a few of these happened on the I cabin knew about trip. Miss uh, Mrs. Gladstone's. Yeah. Mrs. Gladstone says <laughs> funny and relatable. Love hearing about the fun traditions and stories. Feels like I am sipping whiskey and sharing memories right there with the family. Love well, it. Well, I mean, you kind of were one of two of the episodes. You're not supposed to tell people that I, things happen more. If they don't know that it's her, then they don't. They she don't. left a review as Mrs. Gladstone. I think we know who she is. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not saying the real names. No, Mrs. Gladstone. <laughs> if you listen to the show, you know who Gladstone is. No, 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 because no, we bleeped it out. Well, no, we no, know we who Gladstone is. We didn't out the Gladstone no, part. But. All right. I don't know. Okay. What else we, we got? We bleeped out the real names. We really have uh, more? Well, I thought we just had the real those name. two. No, we have one more. Who is it? Maybe we do. Fun conversation. Relatable because everyone has a family by Chelsea Bell. That's right. I knew about that one. I wonder who that is. <laughs> Yo, only our families leave reviews. Yeah. I can't believe I read those on the... on the. You guys are welcome because that was... That's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> Jonathan... I, I love you guys and I appreciate the five star reviews, but it's kind of embarrassing that I'm only reading family <laughs> reviews. You listen to me, Mr. Ross Angeles. <laughs> I need you to leave us a review, Jonathan. It, everything depends on it. We have listeners, but none of them leave us reviews. We, we need you. It, we, we do depend on you. We have all these, we actually have listeners and no one reviews us. Just leave us stars, people. Just give us some stars. <laughs> Come on, like, I, I don't even care. You leave us a five star review and like give us hate mail. I'll read that we're assholes I or that we're, we're I don't care. or just, that we're bad whiskey boys. Just like, give us the stars. You don't have to rate us. You don't have to review us. Just no, but like here, you you could roast us and I'll read it. We'll laugh at it. I don't care. Yeah. Okay. So this is the deal. So that we know that you are leaving a review because of this episode, I want you to leave a review that just says, um, "Let's see." I don't have anything clever to say because I have too much whiskey in me already. <laughs> Blake uh, smells nice. <laughs> I was gonna say funny. good. Yeah, <laughs> that's really funny. No, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I, yeah, we're getting desperate. Leave, leave review. It really does. It helps. It helps, it helps us the be algorithm. more. Yeah, it helps us be more discoverable. Yeah. It also helps us feel good about ourselves, which is nice. And yeah, yeah, for now sure. we're turning it into content. So help us be a better show <laughs> by reviewing us. Um, also, I feel like maybe we should put like on Bronies. You have your thing where you'll for 20 bucks, you'll write 10 pages of My Little Pony fan fiction. Yeah, we should. We should do something like that for family records. Like, I don't know. Send us 40 bucks and we'll write a fan fiction about a whiskey. Are you drunk? No, I just want 40 bucks to buy another bottle of whiskey. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, yeah, if anyone wants to buy us whiskey, that'd be cool. My dad bought us a bottle. Um, or even, even just... For when we have another guest. We have a channel on our Discord for whiskeys. Recommend stuff to us. Give yeah, us notes on cool. the whiskeys we've tried. Honestly, the Discord's a lot of fun. If it you have really any interested, is. just jump in with us. I, it's, it's weird that we have more people in our Discord than we actually have reviews. <laughs> like ratings and reviews. Like obviously, people are at least supportive enough of us to join the Discord. They can be done after this episode. I just listen to them talk about books and Marvel, and then they just desperately pleaded for reviews. Ah, who, we do need to come up with some. Like we, we need to talk about our family at some point, right? Um, I, we have the, we have to keep the show going until we, <laughs> it's about family records. I'm going to open this to a random I did page, and we're going to see what it says. I'm sure you heard the episode, but like you did, congratulations! You don't have all the fat kid records. I did catch that. Eric yeah. Paul has one of them. 
Uh, I just <laughs> opened this up to most consecutive wins in tetherball. Held by my sister Tatum. 14 wins. Consecutive wins. To be fair. To be fair, it's been at least 15 years. I don't know. I think I could take her. I think, think I could you, take her in tetherball. I thought you were going to say like someone's beaten that record since then. No, I, was like, I, I think who I the could, hell plays tetherball. Still? I think I could go for that record. We've got we've got like a pole and a tire and cement. We could make our own tetherball, bro. We have all this land. Why don't we have a tetherball? At one point, <laughs> I'm pretty sure we did. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's probably what Tatum won 14 games on. 14 games. That's 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 a lot of w- consecutive wins. That's no she, three. It's no three baskets of she chips. She played and- some volleyball, so. That's probably a mean spike. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, uh, well, it's been some time then. I'm sure I, I'm sure she's rusty. I'm sure I could take her. I think that we should name the ti- the title of this episode most consecutive wins in tetherball because I then just, someone's going to open this up and think that that's what it's about <laughs> and then be like, what the hell are they talking about? We trolled about? you. <laughs> like, oh, that's why they named it now. And now they're talking about it. And now they're saying the things that I'm thinking. <laughs> oh, man. If that happened to me, I'd Ooh. be tripping out right now. Ooh, and this is. Wow, they they they're saying the things I'm thinking. This is a really good podcast. Yeah, I should leave them should a five leave star a review. review. <laughs> five stars. They said the things I'm thinking. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Uh, Blake, did you know that you I, have the record for most SpongeBob watched in a day? I do, and I'm pretty sure I've beaten it since this book has been made. Sixteen episodes. That's like a season. I mean, well, no, 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 because it's it's two episodes per like thirty minute time slot. That's true. That's true. So, so there's no, like forty episodes whip, a season. You could whip that in the ass right now. Yeah, sixteen episodes. That's like, I like. How I mean, that's still eight hours. Like that's that's a lot. Had the previous no, 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 episode. No, no, no. It's four hours. Because they're fifteen minute episodes. Oh uh, yeah, that's a quarter of an hour. So four hours. <sighs> your that's dad still had a the lot. Pre- your dad had the previous record. <laughs> That's so weird. I can't imagine him ever watching SpongeBob. Well, okay, so so here's what happened there. Okay. Remember, SpongeBob's been out since 1999. I've been watching SpongeBob since I was real little. Mm-hmm. So for a while, SpongeBob was my electronic babysitter. And so, like, my parents would sit down and they'd watch it with me. I'd fall asleep. My parents would stay up and just keep, keep watching, watching the show because they show. Yeah, remote gets lost in the couch cushions. You know. He'd, or you get you get enraptured with the little jokes they sprinkle in for the parents. They're like, oh, he's asleep. We better turn this off. But it's the best day ever. Oh, that's hey, that's the sandworm <laughs> from Dune. Oh, look at that. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, it comes back to Dune. It, God, it I'm really obsessed does. with this series. Dune, Dune is something. I can't believe I haven't gotten into it sooner. Bro, <laughs> I, the, the one I'm in now, like... It's so obvious. Like every episode, every book has had a major, like not a major thing, but like an obvious thing that's tied. That's like a Star Wars. Like in this episode or in this book, it's Jabba the Hutt is the clear thing. It's like this is clearly, I don't know if it's inspired, but like there's definitely a connection here to the Jabba the Hutt character. Oh, dude. Dude. (laughs) Okay. So you. I'm going to ruin the first like five minutes of the movie for you. Okay. Um, but in the 1984 Dune film, right? Movie opens up. You go through the beginning credits. Then all of a sudden, wide shot, outer space. And like a floating head pops up and starts narrating the backstory of the film. Nice. 
like literally just five minutes of setting the stage. And you can tell while watching this, they wanted to do flying text through the air, <laughs> but they can't do flying text through the air because copyright reasons. Yeah. So they're just like, you know what? What about a floating head? <laughs> and so <they> just <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it is clearly a for a, effort. Like it is clearly a ripoff of the just the flying text. Hey, hey, give Toto more credit. <laughs> <laughs> I bless <laughs> the rain. I bless the rains on a rackus. That's funny. Also, that fun fact. Didn't even occur to me until I actually I I was listening to a political podcast. They were talking about the war in Iraq, mm-hmm. and just I've the, heard the of way it. they the way they pronounced it. I really like <gasps> Iraq, Arrakis. Arrakis. Dang! It all made, so it was, yeah. Apparently, Dune is Iraq. <laughs> like, That's interesting. Uh, it's cool in the books. In the second one, you'll get to it, but they it. In the second one, and then all the other ones, there's a lot more references to like Earth. Like it's not long ago in a galaxy far away. It's like far in this galaxy in the future. adjacent to ours. No, it's in a galaxy <laughs> far away, but it's like in the future. But it's not far, far away. Well, I don't know. The thing is, like in the point, well, this isn't a spoiler because it's all background. They might even make it in the movies the whole references to Earth. But like, it's it's. Most most humans, they've been colonizing space for so long, and by the time of the events of the first Dune book, that most humans don't even know what Earth is. Never even heard of it. Hmm. Even though almost all humans originate from Earth, it's so far in the future that whole civilizations have existed on planets and then left, and then been like, like how the Fremen like left their planet and got stranded. Okay. They all originated out of Earth. I have wait. I have a real quick question for you. Since you're several books into the Dune series now. Okay. Is it is it like Firefly where there's no actual aliens and it's just humans living on different planets? Um uh, huh. Cause that's I'm that, that not was something I sure that was something that really caught my attention watching Firefly. That like, I, I don't know. I don't want to say that I appreciate it, but I, I do at the same time kind of appreciate that like, oh, this is a different interpretation. So, like this, yeah. you're just taking the, oh, there is no other intelligent life okay. and running with it. So there's, there's, how do I answer this without, so there, they do starting, I think in the second book, there are characters that have. Now that you point that out, I wonder if they have a different genetic makeup to do the things they do. But most of what the references in it in the book is all referring to humans. Like we're all humans. So I don't know. They don't they don't spell it out specifically. Unless you're an animal. Yeah. I guess in in which case they they're definitely alien animals. I mean, I don't know if the sandworms came from Earth. I don't think no, so. You don't think? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you've never seen one of those before? Uh, not yet. I, I don't know. I did hear you guys found a, you guys saw a snake that was pretty close. We saw a fat boy, dude. Dude, I, was this the one that was like right out here? Yeah, it wasn't that long, but it was fat. 
And it was like a timber rattlesnake or something. Like I've never seen that. Yeah, that's here. completely new. That that has to have come somewhere because of the fires. I think so. Like it's I saw just, a couple uh, green racer snakes this year too that are just they're not. I've never in the years I've been here never seen one of those. Dude, you know what's so funny? I grew up on this ranch. Like lived here eighteen years plus. Visited for like a total of a couple months a year. It's your ranch. Dude. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. have to give us yeah, caveats. No, no. I've I've been here my whole life, and every year I see a lot of snakes. Since I've been living back here, but living in town, I've seen like a snake. Oh, because you're visiting. Yeah, yeah. But it's well, no. Okay, I've seen two. I've seen two whole snakes since moving back. Okay. It, there, there was the one that was out here in your yard when the kids yeah. were playing, which was a little terrifying. bit terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> it was a baby. And it was, I, d- I definitely like I choked like you, you went and grabbed the shovel and I used to be the resident snake killer. Yeah. And you like handed out the shovel and I was like, I haven't killed a snake in like you, seven years. You know what's funny is I've, be- <laughs> I've become so used to it that I was like, just like grabbed it. And I was going to go kill it. And I was like, oh, like, should I offer it to? Blake, like, <laughs> he used to do all the killing. So You're I was probably like, like, yeah, Blake is this hasn't a killed a snake like, in seven years. Do it? And you looked at me like, uh, and I was like, oh, I know that look. <laughs> you know, I've been there. All right. You are out of it. And I know how to do it. Here no, okay. we go. <laughs> One thing I am really proud of myself for, though, is like, I never lost the ability to spot him. Yeah, sure. Because like the other day I was up at my grandparents' house. And we were there visiting for a few hours, and it's like 10 o'clock by the time we left my grandparents' house, which, mm-hmm. yeah, that's right. My grandparents stay up past 7 p.m. Damn. What a, <laughs> yeah. What? Uh, but anyway, yeah, so we're leaving the house, and I just, like, spot a king snake in the shadows. Oh, nice. And was, like, I, I made the mistake of pointing it out to Bailey, because <laughs> uh, she is... <laughs> Still very afraid of snakes. She's not desensitized like we are. So you guys not get snakes out in Montana? No, we do. But well, it's, she lives it's, in the city. She yeah. Okay. It's it's the same thing as it is here. If you live in town, you'll almost never see a snake. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was just one of those like, and I sat there and remarked, uh, like, just that I still instinctively like I check the ground for snakes because that's always an anxiety thing with me. Yeah. Whenever I come out to the ranch, is like. If I've been away from the ranch long enough to where I'm just I'm not gonna see a snake and I'm gonna step on it and I'm gonna get bitten and I'm gonna die, because <laughs> uh, that's a weird fear. And you, as a person with like actual snakeophobia, you can relate to. I can relate. I I don't I don't believe I'm gonna die. I just I still have it's just I, a fear. I don't know that I really believe that. But like I worry that I, I mean the I whole thing is if it's a rattlesnake, you gotta go to the hospital. Right. You know, like if it's not a rattlesnake, you might be able to treat it at home. But like, I don't know. I mean, I played Oregon Trail back in the day, and all all you had to do was suck out the venom. Yeah, sure. <laughs> no, I uh, I don't know. I I fear. I've had. Uh, I'm extremely. Oh, don't vigilant. start with that. You're gonna get me oh, going. Sorry. With the yawning. I'm extremely Ugh. vigilant. When when right. my son was well, like and, two, and, and so he stepped on a gopher snake. It didn't respond. Like they oh, didn't thank see God. it. I didn't see it, and he just stepped on it. it was laid out. It didn't even move. And he had his foot on it, standing on it. And as soon as we realized it, freaked out, grabbed him, pulled him aside. And then we like shuff, you know, got got rid of the thing or whatever. But like I've learned one thing I've learned living here is the gopher snakes really are they mostly harmless. Oh yeah. They don't Dude, give a they don't give a crap you about could you. Pick them up and like, you know, bounce you you could play Steve Irwin yeah. rip. Um 
The one with, time, the one time the we gopher snakes, and nobody would buy. Yeah. like like the dogs. You can the get close would, to a gopher yeah. snake, and if unless they're coiled, they'll just okay. kind of like look at you and just. The keep dogs going. would get up in their face, and the snakes would just go about their business. Yeah, and then eventually, yeah, the snakes would get pissed off and coil up and bite the dog. But all the dog would do is like back off a couple steps and let the snake do its business yeah. again. <laughs> I, the rattlesnakes, though, they they're just angry. But it's so it, I I've been thinking about this lately, like since spotting that snake, like uh, and since having Jr. Because we talked about the uh, the hunter gatherer, the lizard lizard brain lizard thing. brain, yeah. But do you know what podcaster or comedian or whatever uses that term? I want to say it's Joe Rogan, but I don't think it's Joe Rogan. Lizard brain, yeah, and and. In terms of like, okay, these instincts that we develop from the hunter-gatherer days. Is it, Joe Ro- it might be Joe Rogan. It might be Joe Rogan. I think I've heard him say lizard brain. I But like, I feel like he got it from some guest that he had on that we also listened to the guest's podcast. Maybe. Because uh, <laughs> I, know, I, know, I know it's somebody that we both listen to that says it. I just don't I remember. I don't know about lizard brain. I know that I learned from... Okay, so another... Speaking of all the stuff we listen to that you're not supposed to, but... Um, I for a long for a little while was a big fa- uh, fan of Jordan Peterson's work. Well, so that's I was gonna bring that up. Like, yeah, this Jordan Peterson likes to metaphorically talk about a lot. Like we have these instinctive behaviors that are just evolutionary things. Yeah, and he he likes to make the the reference of yeah our ancestors like snakes well, were one of the biggest threats to our ancestors' and he, existence. He shows, like, so we have these behaviors because our ancestors yeah. were afraid of snakes. Well, and he shows that we developed peripheral vision yeah. to spot snakes yeah. specifically. Well, and that was literally what happened is I yeah. spotted the snake in the shadows, hidden away in my per- peripheral vision, and yeah. I was like like wow, I guess you know, either like straight up lizard brain stuff's going on mm-hmm. or I never lost that instinct from growing up on the ranch where I'm just constantly looking. Yeah. Because we do still live in that point here where we have to have, like, our peripheral vision has to be yeah. good because we've got to be able to see the snakes. Jordan, Jordan Peterson's work as a uh, psychologist is incredible. Oh, yeah. Um, he's, I know you're not supposed to like him. He's gotten involved in the political sphere. That's and what I was going to say. Like, I wasn't, uh, when but, he was, like, first getting attention because of, like, the 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 original stuff early on. Like, the free I wasn't, speech thing, Yeah, right? I wasn't like, really that much paying attention to him and all that stuff. Um, and then I got... He started doing that that podcast he did for a while where he was just lecturing about maps of meaning, right? Yeah, off of, the, it wasn't maps of meaning; it was off of maps of meaning. That's what right, I, mean. no, that I went was, back that and was, listened to his, maps of meaning. But that was the name of like his actual course that he taught at the University that was of his, Toronto, like right? dissertation or whatever it was. But that, uh, that's a very fascinating thing. Where like that's the one where he goes into like all the pop culture stuff and breaks down like. The Jungian archetypes and it's not necessarily pop culture. Well, he does a little bit of that, but well, he mostly like he'll goes, break into the Pinocchio, like all the weird stuff that goes he'll on. He'll talk with Pinocchio about the, how and, that like Pinocchio story will be the same story as like an ancient Sumerian story and why it's important and why the human psyche and does something that. about saving your father from the underworld. Right? Yeah. Like, there's so a lot he, of that. He he started doing that lecture where he just went through the Bible. Did you listen to that one? I think so. I I love that. I love the, I love the Bible. Obviously, I, I mean, I'm not a practicing person but right i uh i loved like the gnostic like and by we've talked about all that stuff and he started going through it as a clinical psychologist about like all oh, these dude, different fascinating. things fascinating and he just made his way started at genesis and just went through it and talked about it and talked about like where humans have developed and and why we think this and how this like 
miracle thing. How or many times is he's actually lobsters? Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Like how how some of these things are just stories before there was clinical psychology. The Bible is describing uh, a way to understand the human psyche, and it's the most, the most fascinating read and interpretation of the Bible, Bible that I think I've ever heard from anyone. And then he got I into. I got to imagine he gets into like the parallels with other religions and their religious texts and stuff. Uh, yeah, he does a lot of that. Yeah. That's one of the things that fascinates me about religion is because having grown up, same as you, growing up in the Catholic faith, but never really getting confirmed and become like full on becoming Catholic ourselves. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I have a little bit of familiarity with the Bible and a little bit of familiarity, at least with what's taught in church. Mm-hmm. And I started doing these deep dives in other religions and specifically Norse mythology. There's a lot of parallels. Oh, yeah. Well, and Norse mythology makes sense because, like, the Catholic Church changed a lot of what they do in order to convert the Vikings. And, and like, to the point, it, we can thank the Vikings for the reason that Christmas is in December and not, mm-hmm. like, March. Yeah. No, there's um, a... Because it was the winter solstice, right? Yes. Um, but, no, like... And Easter there, on the summer solstice. There are things like... Um, Wait, is it well, Easter like, on like the Well, like, Odin... Solstice? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think. Um, but anyway, yeah, like, like, okay, Odin carved the first, the first humans out of wood and they were ash and elm and like their story parallels Adam and Eve. And yeah. I, I always thought it was interesting that their names also start with the same letters. Ash and elm, yeah, that's interesting. Um, or like, um, he sacrificed his eye at the base of the, um, the world tree. Mm-hmm in order to get knowledge which kind of sounds a lot like the tree of knowledge of good and evil yeah absolutely he you also know, so, and that's just creation myth stuff there's other like parables and fables well, he also and, crucified odin crucified yeah. himself to a tree yeah, um, yeah exactly no, it's uh there's a lot of parallels and and if you if you y'all i don't care if you like because here's the thing is like after that i started falling off with peterson like 12 rules of life was interesting, but like it, he's it become was an very read, but it was very self-helpy and I don't, I'm yeah, not he's become a self-help, self-help guru guy. And I'm sure there's people that might need that, but I, I just stopped listening. Um, but that phase, if you're at all interested, whether you like him or hate him, that's one of the most fascinating oh, deep dives sure. into the Bible that I've ever listened well, to. Again, and like it's like not, you it said, doesn't touch on any of the political yeah. stuff at all. It's just him being a, like clinically looking at it. And it's, um, yeah, like you said, like it, I don't want to say pre-fame because like he wrote a lot of the early like political infamy uh, in order to get these podcasts going, but it, but it definitely is like, this is Jordan Peterson as a psychologist, completely separate from yeah, what no, he's it's, doing. It didn't happen before because it, because of the popularity of it, his like classes were shut down or whatever. Right. And he decided like he was still being paid and he was allowed to lecture. So he just started doing lectures uh, about also, things that he wanted to do, which was going through the Bible bit by bit. And he never even he didn't even get that far because he got so heavy and deep into it. It's so fascinating. He touches a lot of that stuff about other. He'll talk about an important thing in the Bible that happened and what it might mean psychologically. And he's like, "This is why it's important because this religion, this religion, this religion." You know, like just goes rips them right. off and gives you the examples of other places seeing that and where the different ways that you interpret and how interpret it and how all those interpretations are essentially the same. Well, and that's, that's very that's interesting. That I, that's something that I loved about. Um, 
autobiography of Yogi too. Mm-hmm. Is he talks about he interacted with people oh. from all these different faiths mm-hmm. and realizing like they have their own version of Kriya Yoga and meditation oh, yeah. and all this, and it works for them the same way it works for him. Yeah, you know, like the he had one about like a a Christian lady who was paralyzed and you know just spent years just constantly praying. And it turns out like she felt the benefits of meditation and like was able to start regaining some. Yeah, I don't. He, I don't know how much of that story is bullshit because it kind of sounds like bullshit. I think some of the Param- Paramahansa Yogananda stuff is a little bit propagandized, but like, but, uh, but like it's it's still a very interesting thing to think. Like, oh, he's he's talking all this, you know, he's talking about meditation, all this, and then he segues into a chapter about how oh hey, prayer kind of achieves the same benefits i think there's something to that honestly like, prayer, when you think prayer about legitimately is meditation and if you read the gospels they they kind of almost use the terms interchangeably well and also like especially even, some of the gospels that didn't make the final cut of the bible yeah will use meditation oh, yeah. interchangeably very with directly in there uh, but i think that prayer like even in the the straight sense and the way like when the church was huge and it was the governing authority of the world you know at one point not right. the world but you know western civilization i think there was something to people seek spirituality so there was people that like went deep into prayer if you absolutely 1000% believed in this stuff to be true like i think it makes total sense that you would lose yourself like okay you spend years praying asking and talking to God like he's a guy next to you or whatever and right. you know, nothing happens. Well, then you start getting deeper and more intimate. And then it's like, eventually you're going to find yourself just spending an hour in prayer, just trying to connect to God without even having to say anything. Cause you've run out of things to say, right. That's meditation. You know what I mean? So like, it makes total sense that in any, I, I well, think there's I an think element it- of this theory that all religion religions are true. Oh, that yeah, whole concept yeah, yeah, yeah. of sure. love because it's like, yeah, all all religions that are oriented towards a connectivity with the universe or the other or the outside, whatever it is, there's truth in all of that. Whether Whatever level, whatever amount of slivers that there are, there's something to it. Right. So I love that idea. And there's times when I think about that and I go like, man, I should just pick one and just go for it. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe I'll find some like spiritual bliss. Well, And, and, and we've, <laughs> we've both done that. We've both been there. Yeah. Like we've. We've gone down, the, like, I haven't gone down the full, like, Hindu thing, but I've gotten into the yoga and the meditation and, yeah. you know, and you get into the, Hindu you know, you get into, you get into the karma aspect of it. Yeah. I don't think a lot of Hindu religion, like, thinks of a lot of the, uh, I'm going to butcher the name because I'm a little buzzed, but the Bhagavad Gita as literal, but it's... I mean, it's, you did as good as I was going to do. I think so. it's more, like... It's more in that sense. Like you said, it's more about the lessons. It's more about the spiritual connection of the stories. That's the very interesting thing about Eastern religions and Eastern cultures, too. Uh, Like, well, like you have Confucianism and Taoism and, um, oh, God, there's more, but I can't remember them off the top of my head. And so, like, I feel bad that those are the only two that Uh, are coming to mind. Those are the big ones. But, like, they served the purpose in places like China and Japan and the Koreas and all that, they serve this purpose that religion serves in Western civilization, but they weren't religious movements. Yeah. They, it was entirely philosophical of just like, this is how you live your life. This is how you live your best life specifically. And I mean, it was like, like Confucius came out with 12 rules for life. And, (laughs) uh, (laughs) have you, have you heard the theory that, um, 
like the Greeks, because like they were a mixture of philosophy and a multitude of gods. Right. I think actually this might be Jordan Peterson again, believe it or not. But like his his whole thing was, I could be wrong. Maybe it's not Jordan Peterson. But there's like this whole theory that. Well, this the might go- be Aeon Bite because I, I maybe I listen a lot the to God Miguel talking about uh, are more about like teaching you rules for living. So like at that level of religion, all these gods have stories. I don't know. Rules for life. This does sound like Jordan Peterson. The God (laughs) theories are like, there's stories about like, okay, this, this story about this God is about why you shouldn't eat this flower or why you shouldn't, you know, you should cover your mouth when you sneeze and why it's okay to be angry. Like, you know what I mean? It's more about practical human living interaction in society kind of thing. And the philosophy is what, um, was act the actual spiritual connection to the earth? So the philosophy, and like you're saying, because right. there was whole schools that dedicated themselves well, to like these deep questions in philosophy, like in almost like a monk brotherhood. You know what I mean? Well, and it's not even just like there was the philosophies, there was the Greek religion, but the Greek religion wasn't one religion, and there was it was widely it spread was, that people would just believe it. Tonight, it's not true. It's not also, literal. Also, real quick. This is a very comedy light family records. If you made it this far, yeah, for real, like we have delved into a lot of serious shit today. <laughs> After we talked about movies and yeah, this well, the way it goes. Well, even the movies and stuff like like we kind of bullshitted, but yeah, no, this is this might not be the best episode to listen to. I don't Who know, cares, whatever. Yeah, we're doing it. We're not gonna. Th- uh, I don't want to overthink <laughs> it. I like doing it, and I'm not yeah, gonna. I'm not anyway, gonna change who we are to try and get, get uh, listeners. Anyway, yeah, like like Greek. Culture, it, we like to distill it down into one religion, and in general, it's one kind of common set of mythology. But there's a plurality there were, to there it. There were a bunch of different yeah. religions. Like, people committed to one god in the yeah. Greek pantheon, and then that god was their religion. Yeah. There was, there was an entire cult of Dionysus, which was basically just a bunch of, like, punks running around. Like yeah, it, it there was, was a, a bunch culture, of Mikey's, but, but like, there was also people that celebrated Dionysus, and, right. and you know, well, like well, the, no, as there, a ritually. But there, but there was like to the rest of the year, right? But there was like there was a group of people that he would like Dionysus yeah. was. They just decided that that was their god. They were going to drink wine that, again, though. They, they I were think that's why participate in civil disobedience. I think it represents was, a societal but, element here because it's something almost we're missing almost in this day and age, where it's like people are different. And different people have different desires, different intentions. No, different, people like, are all the same, dude. What are you talking well, about? <laughs> but like when you have all these different like, I mean, they're essentially mascots for different ways of life. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, like, for sure. So well, when you had like, like Aries for all, for the warrior cultures. Yeah. And you had. So when people like dis, they go off and they like the Again, Dionysus, Dionysus cult. for the people who like to party. Yeah. You, like you go <laughs> into that and there was probably, it seems from it, there's people that would like go into one cult like. They got their party years done, and then they went back well, to Aries or whatever. You well, know, like, we should clarify too that like cult in what what polytheistic cult cult in a polytheistic religion means something very different from yeah. like cult as we think of it now. Well, that's what I'm like, saying. Like, they like people we go think in of and cult as like Jonestown, yeah, or no, like no, uh, sure. or like you know the Manson family or something like that. That's not what these were. It was just. Like a cult was a sub religion. I don't think anyone's that dumb. I think no, they no, got no. it. Well, I, think they I, don't, I don't know. Like, like cult is colloquial, colloquially used nowadays as this thing. Like, like oh, this crazy, weird, outlandish religion. Yeah. So, like, I, I do want to specify these. These weren't like a bunch of. These weren't a bunch of Wacos out there. It was. It was just. It was a group of people who. 
Well, the reality who, is we're they, all... They picked this one god out of the Greek pantheon, and they were like, this is my god. The reality is we know a lot about it, but there is... I mean, none of us were there, so we don't know exactly how... But you're right. It no, was, but it there was, is... These cults were more... Again, Well, and to be fair, literally every a, religion is technically a cult. Yes. Like, you know, and, and specifically against sub-religions, like Catholics are cults, the... Presbyterians, Methodists, yeah. Baptists, we were, I, they're all different cults. It's just we call them something different because cult is a negative I, thing now. Again, though, in these in those ancient Greek days, though, the, the cult and the place were very tied together. Right. And the societal element oh, for was sure. very tied together. Because well, it was like the a, cult of Athena was based in Athens. Yes. And it was for also... For obvious reasons. It was also based on... Well, <laughs> like Athens uh, came after. Right? Well, no, no. no but, Athens was named for Athena, but like, yeah. like of course, that's where the cult of Athena is going to be. The, at its strongest is in the city that's like dedicated to Athena. All I'm saying is that they, it, all of these things, they, the religion, all this stuff represent a different element of people's desires, people's, the, the way they fit into right, society, for sure. right? Because we're all different. Some of us see pictures when we close our eyes and some of us are JR. So like <laughs> we probably would end up in different, you know, places in, in the thing because you like, it's natural to want to seek solace in people with similar values right which is which is why we have a discord now well and also it's a thing that like (laughs) it's a thing that's kind of being neglected these days it's weird because in a in an era in a modern time that's all about individualism and differences being celebrated where it's all about everyone being the same so you know like I think there was something to that. I think that that was, it, it's coming out of the world that we come out, like the BCs, you know what I mean? Like oh, right, early for sure. humanity and the first civilizations and societies. They say that with Egyptians as well, that polytheism served a very similar purpose and it operated in a very similar way too with the different cults and different places. And, and I think that, I think that that's about humans finding a way to intermingle right. realizing that humans are well, not a species like a dog or a, an ape or it's something one like of that. Those things we that, are yeah, a species like, that has a multitude of facets. Well, we're, yeah, we're not monolithic. Yeah. That's, that's really what it came down to is it was this radical individualism. Yeah. And that, letting, like, and letting it like go. Well, and it's, it's interesting because with the internet, we're seeing that kind of come back. I hope so. With, with things like, like, especially with places like Tumblr and Reddit and Discord where people can get into communities with other people across the world with shared interests like Sombro's Brony Discord. Again, shout out. uh, I think it's called Bronies React. Ponies React. Uh, I I don't know how you would get the Discord. Uh, I guess this is up to (laughs) Sombra because it is kind of like you need the invite link, but I don't know. That I, I don't know. I, don't know. If, if you're interested, hit us up. We can probably hit up Sombra. I, well, I, I should hope at this point Sombra listens to this podcast. Man, Sombra's got a massive... Like, he interacts with all of us. Nah, so he's got a massive Discord to go. He doesn't have time for family records. He's family record for most popular <laughs> Discord. He's got He's got, he's got a time for that. He's, a, he's in the Brony community. Anyways, no, but we like, should start wrapping yeah, up. Um, for sure. <laughs> we should start wrapping up. We're getting a little heavy here, and I think you and I are both feeling a little buzzed. A little bit, yeah. I, <laughs> uh, do, do you have an interesting archive? Or? Uh, I did, but then I closed my... I had it pulled up on my browser, and I closed my phone, uh, and the page reloaded. Of course. So like, now I've got to find it, and I've got to vamp while I find it. Oh, which, you can do it. That, that That's the worst part. Like, But at least I've got you to help me vamp. Vampy, vamp, vamp. Yeah, that's exactly what... I. 
honestly, I, I kind of figured the, the blah, blah, like vamp. What? Oh, vamp, like vampire. Yeah. Come on. I'm a vampire. Like vamp. Come on, like Gas Digital like, does it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With What's the, the deal with, with airline fluids? <laughs> Why do you need garlic at 30,000 feet? Am I right? Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> is that the dumbest thing I've ever said? No, that might is, be. Well, to be fair, I'm the one that... Bro, I, 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 I instigated with the vamp thing. I went to Burger King today and they had a garlic burger. Why would you burger. do that? I had no choice. But they had a new garlic burger and it was bomb. Really? Yeah, it was good. I don't even like Burger King. <laughs> it was good. I was surprised. I was going like, to say, I don't like Burger King. Like, That's why I won't even go there. like to... in there and it was just on the burger. It was It was good. <clears throat> not around the rim you know how fast food is like when they have those fancy burgers at fast food like <clears throat> the center four bites are the best part and all the all the bites around the rim are just like there's none of the fancy stuff in there so it's just like boring right yeah but those center four bites <laughs> oh yeah so good um so i'm i'm really pissed because this is a list of like a hundred and something facts Mm-hmm. And I picked something that's like 70. So now I'm having to scroll back through and find it. Nice. And it's so now I'm really just I'm I'm dragging out the length of this podcast at this point. <laughs> oh, Blake, hurry up. I gotta go to bed. <laughs> all right, all right. Here here's a good one. Okay. Before Julius Caesar invent or invent God damn it. Okay, may, maybe I am a little buzzed. <laughs> uh, before Julius Caesar <laughs> invaded Britain. Many Romans didn't believe it existed. Oh. Julius Caesar was the first ever Roman to invade Britain. He did it twice in the years 55 and 54 BC. Some Romans believe that Brit or yeah, believe Britain to be just the foot of another huge northern continent. Others thought it was a place full of unbelievable riches, whilst most most thought it didn't exist. That's interesting. I didn't know that people didn't think it existed. It, I almost wonder, like, do you think this was a bunch of people, like, in the melting pot of the Roman Empire? Maybe. Who, like, didn't speak the same language, so they're sitting there just with their hands, waving their hands angrily. Hey, uh, Roma doesn't, or Britain doesn't exist. Maybe. I don't know, I don't know why I'm, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to carry on the, the joke that we never touch on, because we're both Italians, we don't think of this. I'm talking with the hands and yeah. the... I go back and forth on that, though. Sometimes I talk with my hands really heavily, and sometimes I don't. I find it almost depends on, like, the company I'm in. Yeah, like, that for sure. Well, and, and in person, I'll do that a lot. Now I'm doing it because I'm thinking about it. Um, well, but, and, like, I'll find that when we're on these mics and stuff, because it's all audio, I focus on my voice, and I tend to, like, clasp oh, my sure. hands in my lap. But th- but then, like, you get on Ford to Tango, which, yeah, <laughs> plugging you, before plugs. You always move your hands, though. Yeah. Even when we're doing family records. Oh, I too. Because I, yeah, I'm an I'm an Italian. What what am I gonna do? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, I mean, sir, like I I grew up. My mom moves her hands when she talks. Nano moved his hands when he talked all the time, and I it's, spent a lot of time with Nano. I like I I, I was the only grandkid who lived in the same town. Uh huh. So, of course, I spent a lot of time with him. He always talked with his hands. I, I still, to this day, think I picked it up from him. It's so funny to me because I feel like um, I feel like it's almost one of those things where somehow it's an Italian thing. But at the same time, I feel like nobody doesn't talk with their hands. No, no, no. 
A lot like of non-Italian people talk s- with their hands. Yeah, how many times have you run into someone like, hello, my name's James, with their hands like just at their side. Like, my name's James. How is it going? Let me tell you about the time that I went to the water park last summer. <laughs> you know, like, I feel like that doesn't happen as much as we think. But it's weird that the f- Italian thing. That was a fun fact, though, learning about the Romans. Yeah, that uh, it was just week. like they just flapping their arms. because. <laughs> oh, I got, I got a fact for you. Speaking of the Romans, did you know the Romans invented hamburgers? Somehow I believe it, but I did not know it. They didn't. Uh, so they like they would just cr- when they ground up beef or whatever, they'd have like people would be. Uh, <laughs> I, I'd imagine that's well. So we talked about last week, you know, like Ital- Italy being a poor country for the most part. Outside of the big cities, Italy was a very poor country in the Roman Empire. I, I don't know about during the Empire days, oh, but like in no, general, literally like, not. But because like a lot of Italian delicacies delicacies are literally yeah. like all right the scrap cuts of meat that we're throwing together so we don't starve that makes sense but like hamburger almost stuff. sounds like one of those things like it was it was it's all, it's it all was the a, shit uh, cuts of meat that like we're gonna grind up and give to the peasants well it was more like <laughs> there'd be like burger carts it was fast food it was literally Wait, fast burger food. Cart. so so like like when i go to san francisco and there's all the carts out there making dirty dogs yes it was like That's, that you'd oh. be walking down the street because you're talking about Excuse so me, so you mean to tell with, me I could have been just walking down the street in Rome and there'd be somebody out there grilling the bacon wrapped hot dog with the <laughs> What are you talking about a, with the, the onions one of the biggest the cities in the world and- at its height with probably a million people or more and like all these people living in this in this place together and like there's no cell phones, there's no at home work. <laughs> it's all out in the world. So there were people that would get carts together, like and they just like they would mush a ground beef into a just a you know, a patty. Because it's easier than like cooking Dude. a like steak for someone, so you just it, push into a patty, cook it, and then put it between two pieces of bread. It they, brings me. They invented it. It brings me so much joy to know that street food has existed that long. Oh, that makes total sense. Like, to me. It, what, made, it what brings me joy it absolutely is that it does it, make total sense, but it still brings me joy nonetheless because I love street food. What brings me I joy is knowing that Italian <laughs> that burgers are Italian food. <laughs> I mean, it does make sense. Like now that I think about it, like that's that's probably why I can order a burger at Olive Garden. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, I'm feeling like Italian tonight. How about Carl's Jr.? <laughs> Anyways, we should wrap up. We're almost at two hours. Jesus, um, you know, we we came into this thinking like we we didn't have a full episode worth of stuff to talk about. Yeah, and we did. This was a more serious episode than we normally do. Yeah, but we still squeezed two hours out of it. Yeah, it's good to tell you. <laughs> you and I haven't talked in like two weeks, so I know just chit chatting yeah. is nice. Um, anyways, you can follow me on Twitter at Matt Rudolphy. I'm also on TikTok at Matt Tango. Uh, we're doing plugs, by the way. <laughs> Wait, also, we are. I also. Have oh shit! Podcast. I didn't have anything to plug. <laughs> I also have another podcast I do with Mikey Lana that we've mentioned quite a bit today called "They Might Be Bronies," where we watch every episode of My Little Pony to find out if we might be bronies. Um, we also do. Well, I guess I'll leave the rest for you. All right. I mean, like you, you can plug more because we have a lot to plug now. Yeah. Uh, but you can follow me on Twitter at Blake Sweet Comic. I will no longer plug my TikTok until I start posting again. The fact so, that you said that you're not plugging is kind of a plug for it. No, just but like so. So okay. So here's what you want. If you want more TikToks from me, hit me up on Twitter. Tell me you want more TikToks, and I will start trying to if, make more. If TikToks. you want TikToks from Blake, I would recommend that you go follow me since he's not putting stuff out. If he puts something yes, out, follow Matt. I, I have a fam- familial obligation to like it, so you'll see it because no, I no, like okay, it. Okay. Okay. So here's what you do. Here's what you do. All right. You follow JR. I'm, Who? I, 
I I don't he's just some guy, okay. right? That's been trying to pressure me into making more TikToks. Anyway, you'll follow JR on Twitter at 8CHO, 8CHO, and I'm plugging his Twitter, even though he didn't plug his own Twitter last week. Mm-hmm. Um, follow him. DM him. Tell him to pressure me into TikToks. <laughs> that's that's how we're going to do this. Okay. Um, anyway, you, you can check out our scripted comedy show, Fat Tango Presents. You can also check out the show that all four owners of Fat Tango Productions do together, Four to Tango. We get together, we play games, we screw around, we have fun. Sometimes we change it up and put a movie on trial. Uh, and it's it's on YouTube. It's wherever you get podcasts, except iTunes, which is still being an asshole about it. Yeah, really? It's been a while, huh? iTunes sucks when it comes to uploading podcasts. At least the initial, right? No, once you get it up on the channel, it is always the first one to release your episode. Yeah. But getting it up on the channel is a pain in the ass. Yeah, it took us a couple of weeks last time for all yeah. of our other shows. Dude, right? Getting this up there took yeah. forever. Family Records, we I think we had to upload the channel at the beginning of April to hit our 420 release. Wow. So, um, but yeah, go follow Fat Tango Presents, 4 to Tango. It's a lot of fun. It's, it's not quite what we do here, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Then you can also you can check out our website, FatTangoProductions.com. We have a merch store. We've got links to our Discord on the website. You can also see the other shows on there. We have a blog post. <laughs> um, you can follow us on Twitter at Family Records Po. We are also on Instagram at Family Records Podcast. Uh, if you want to email us, you can email us at Family Records at FatTango.com. Which is finally a working email address now. We've been plugging cool. that for a few episodes. I've been trying to sort out some technical difficulties. <laughs> I finally got them sorted out. If you have, I promise if you email that, it will work. If you have any whiskeys that you recommend we try or you have any family stories you'd like to let us know that are kind of extra crazy or bizarre, let us know there. Well, you can email al- us there or join the Discord where there are channels for those same specific there things. There you go. That's a good point. You can also... Um, oh, God, what was I going to say? You can also... Uh, well, no, you can also... It would be really nice if you rate and review, as we talked about before. Well, yeah. The, leave us... I, my promise still stands. I don't care what Matt has to say about it. I don't care if he disapproves. Oh, I'm going to stop you. No, no, no. I'm you are not, not going to stop you. I don't want any five-star reviews read on this show. <laughs> if you leave a five-star review, I'll read it. I will fight Matt to read it if I have to. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to have to because Matt's kind of non-confrontational. But yeah, I'm a teddy bear. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I will read your five-star review, hell or high water. Right on. All right, uh, <laughs> is there anything else then? I think, I think that's, that's it. it. I think we made it through our like twenty minutes of plugs. Yeah, a lot of plugs tonight. We gotta <laughs> get that more succinct. We have to, yeah, we have to learn how to streamline that. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, thanks for joining us for another episode of Family Records. Uh, hopefully, we'll have a guest next week. Yeah. And uh, until then, peace. Peace. Late out. out. This has been a Fat Tango production.